RQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Cavs hype man. Ahmed Crump joins the uh, Sansbury Show once again. We've had him on a couple of times. Good dude. We're going to talk about Cavs night going on at the Canton Charge game this Friday. I'm joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Which, uh, buddy, I need a favor. Okay. Uh, during this next break, yeah. you got to do me solid. you got to go outside, okay. and you got to bring my horse inside so it doesn't die. Okay. I don't want my horse dying outside <laughs> okay. in the freezing cold because I rode my horse to work. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you lived under a rock yesterday, apparently, and never turned on a news source because in that Alabama Senate race was right. uh, was Roy Moore, who uh, you know everybody was like, "Dude, don't vote for this guy." You know what I mean? There uh, there had been some issues about some, him, some issues. You, you know, he had said, "Let's get rid of all the amendments." At, you know, after the tenth one or whatever it was, and then it was, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, there was his wife. Where like they say we're anti Jews, but well, one of our lawyers is is a Jew, and she didn't even say Jewish. You know what I mean? Nor did she say that people are painting them as anti Semites. So there was that, and then on top of all of that, there was uh, there was the he dates young women thing. That was going on. And so he went to the voting place yesterday, the polling center, I should say, uh, and went on horseback to get there. And I thought to myself, and I said yesterday while talking about, you know, the anti-Semitism comments and all that, I said the lack of self-awareness on these two people, he and his wife, is like alarming. And that is ultimately the main reason why I wouldn't want him in the Senate making decisions like that. It's because, dude, if you can't figure out, it's like, dude, all of this mud is being thrown at you, and you think to yourself, today's the horseback day? Um, I, I, the thing I'm going to say about that is in the whole horse in, in incident yesterday, um, I think that probably endeared him to some people, especially to people that felt like he was their guy and he they were a little on the fence. Well, I should or should not do it. Oh, like, see, I disagree. I'm like you. I'm like you. Oh, I, see, I, don't, I drive. I'm on a horse. I disagree. I think I think it bolstered the people who were going to vote for him no matter what. And I think those people were probably riled up by it. But I, I, and I'd be interested to break it down. I don't know if they do exit, you know, if they do exit data on the horse. I don't know. I don't, you know, let, let's find out if they do that. But I would think that what it would happen is the people would be like, see, dude, this is why people keep making you a laughing stock is because you keep doing this kind of stuff. And maybe, and I, so I don't know. I'd be interested to find out which one of us is right. He did lose. Yeah. And I woke up this morning and I was like legitimately shocked. I was like, dude, I cannot believe this guy didn't win. And there's a little bit of relief, and there's a little bit of like, okay, well, maybe not everything's going to hell in a handbasket the way we're constantly sold. And I said to Fantone, I, you know, before the show started, I said, dude, I was legitimately shocked this guy didn't win. He's like, yeah, me too. And I said, well, is that indicative of two guys that are being a little too guilty of, you know, just consuming too much media? And Fantone hit it on the head. He said, dude, he's like, the guy barely lost. Yeah, it was like a point and a half victory <laughs> The guy there. barely lost, so no, we're not being guilty of just swallowing too much of what the media narrative is. Like, the guy legitimately had a real shot to win. I um, I, I often worry about that with myself and a little bit you, too, just because it's like, well, it's when, you, when you're constantly inundated with this and when you constantly have this going on, because there's sometimes, I'll get into, like, a conversation with, like, my girlfriend or, like, my mom or, like, you know, one of my friends, and I'm trying to be like, hey, you don't know about this and this and this, and they're like, no, of course we don't know that because we don't sit around on the internet all day reading crap like you do right like nobody else in the world lives like that and and, and the very few people that do they're they're the ones that are streaming on the internet so i often do worry like are we too deep into it to kind of see the you know well, the, the forest for the trees or the trees for the forest whatever the hell we're talking about here <laughs> the example i'll always go back to <clears throat> excuse me is you and i both during the presidential election and like on election day said 
did we believe what you know the polling is saying? She's going to win handily. I remember saying she's going to have it locked up by like six thirty. Like I remember. I mean, dude, that's how out. Yeah. Like that's how much I swallowed that math and the polling and the, you know the opinion and all that stuff. And legitimately, he just. I mean, Trump did kind of look like a crazy candidate, and I was like, all right, well, maybe America's going to do what America's going to do. They're just always going to go towards the politician there, and they didn't. And I was shocked by that. And so, like, that's like, so there was a little bit of me yesterday where I was like, I don't think this guy's going to win, but don't get duped again. Don't, don't let this happen again. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the motto I've taken on with President Trump this entire tenure so far is that, like, whatever I think is not necessarily what's going to be fact. And to, and after, and after he, after he won that election, it was just like, dude, you have to, you have to make room for that in all arguments now. Um, I know a lot of people are going to take what happened yesterday in Alabama and, as a referendum on President Trump, or a, a well, that's the way the media is going to spin or, it, or a or a what I want to say here, a point for Democrats. And I just feel like at this point, like number one, thank God we're not talking about Alabama senators anymore. Moving on with our lives and like getting on to other things. Um, but all right, put a pin in that. Okay, but it's just it's just very much like you know. This isn't a presidential election. This isn't this is this was a one-off special election in Alabama. You can't necessarily be like, "Well, Democrats got it all figured out now." Huh? No, I don't buy that either. I no, I don't buy that either. Now, let me ask you cuz I agree with you. It's like there was a little bit yesterday where it was like nauseating where it's like, "All right, right. dude, I'm done with Alabama." Right. You know what I mean? Like I hate the Leonard Skinner song. Right. I'm sick of hearing about Roy Moore. I'm done with it, right? But then I thought to myself, "You know what?" Isn't this what I'm always asking for, though, which is people to be a little bit more interested in what's really going on versus what's on your DVR or what you're going to consume on Netflix next? Like, isn't there a little bit of that? Or is it that's not what's happening? And yet here we are. Like, would, would, would people be entrenched in a Senate race if it was in their own state, if it didn't have a horse riding Pedophile, right? It? Oh well, I mean, name name a name a senator from Louisiana. That's you fair. know what I'm saying. That's like name, fair. name a senator from Mississippi. You can't. If you gave me names of senators, I'd be like, yeah, that's a senator. That one's not. Right. I, I would know names, but like if you told me like multiple choice, like you know, pin the pin the senator on the state. Nope. No, that's a, that's a party nope. game. I would not be good at. That is true. That is true. You know, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I wanted to that? disperse with it, you know, early. What is that? Is this tweet from Trump yesterday. Okay, okay. About Gillibrand. Do I have her name right? Correct. And uh, apparently, you know, he had said she had come into the I'll paraphrase. I don't have the tweet pulled up in front of me. That she had come into the office and would have been willing to do anything to get, like, one of the deals they were working on done. Right. Right? And I think that was in quotes, dude. She was willing to do anything. Oh, he quote, there was quotations in that? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. And so that was spun by everybody as being sexual. Like, he, he was basically saying she was going to go down on him and, like, all that, right? And I didn't really read that into it when, when I read the tweet. I really didn't. I'll just be honest with you. I know everybody thinks, like, we jump up and down on the president. I, I'll just be honest. When I first read that, I did not take it as sexually overtoned. Now, maybe that's me being naive to that situation. And I'll make room because honestly, everybody else in the country took it that way. I didn't, so maybe I'm naive. You cut that. you cut him breaks on sex stuff. It seems like it's always Is that like, right. I, well, I mean, like when it comes to like you know the vagina I, I don't grabbing know. and like well, it's like. 
All right, I did believe that the that the, that the Access Hollywood tape was him trying. Like, and again, I've said the fact that he thinks that's a guy being cool is problematic. But I did kind of say I was like, I, I kind of felt like this was Trump ramping himself up to another dude. I may end up proved to be wrong there, but that's what that's what my initial reaction. That's an interesting insight there. And I did not take his tweet sexually yesterday. However, that being said, the president has to understand that he's paying for his previous sins with everything he writes. And he has been pretty negative about women in the past. And he's been pretty sexual about other things in the past with other women that he said. And so it's not, I guess it's not crazy to say that this is what he meant. Because here's how I took it. Is that I would say that about, like, let's say Fantone. He would have done anything if we would have just done this. And I wouldn't literally be thinking to myself, this is what he would have done. Now, I changed it. That's a man and a man versus a man and a woman. So you got to make room for that. And the more I listen to people talk about it, the more I thought, I was like, okay, I don't know if that's really what he thought, but he's got to know now. That because of everything he has said before and everything that's come before this, that's what people are going to assume that you meant and this is going to be a problem for you. And also, if I'm in the Trump camp today, what I'm telling him is, dude, you just rocketed this woman to like the number one position on American people's minds today. Most people had no idea who that woman was. And now you have skyrocketed her into stardom. Yeah, I mean, when, when you're sitting there, and remember, this is written words, you have time to press delete, you have time to read it and think about it, um, it's a tweet, it, it, you, you you have to remember, I mean, this guy has, you know, allegations of 19 different women coming against him, yeah. saying that, you know, they, in, in somewhere or another, were sexually harassed or abused by him, so it's like, dude, if nothing else... Just show a little bit of like Restraint. situational situational awareness. Yeah. Like, hey, this is what's going on in the country right now. This is what's going on in my personal life right now. Maybe wording it this way not, is a bad idea. Not the bad idea. Right. But there's so and I don't buy the he's an idiot. Like I don't buy that. I think Trump's smarter than A than he wants anyone to know. I and now I know He's probably not breaking the bank, but I think he's—I don't think he's as much of an idiot as people who hate him want me to believe. You don't get to be president if you're an idiot. I mean, even like you know, even even you know, the worst of the worst presidents of all time, you don't get to that position. I without- wouldn't think. I would like to not think that, right? But it's like, so my point with that is, is that he knew this was going to be the talking point, right? So what do you get out of that? Is what I'm wondering, because again. You're just going to bolster the side that is like, dude, we need to investigate you for some of these claims. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I know he tweeted a congratulations to Senator Doug Jones last night, but it'll be interesting. Oh, to I didn't see, see that. It'll be interesting to see what the president kind of focuses on today. Um, I would assume there's going to be like, have you seen Colin Kaepernick? Have you seen him? Or something comparable to that. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, he, I mean, he's the master of deflection. We've talked about it since since before before he was president. Yeah, before he was you know, while he was campaigning, and I had said I was like, this is this will be the mastery of him if he were to win. It's an interesting day yesterday, man.
Like I said, there was a little bit of me that was like, wow, dude, America's entrenched in the Senate race. Like, is that bad? Like, and then, but yeah, you take the cowboy pedophile out of it and they're probably not so much. So yeah, it's probably still bad. This time of year, right around, uh, you know, the holidays, everybody wants to be a little bit more giving. You want to be a good Samaritan. You kind of want to do the right thing. There's a story out of Cincinnati that's going to have everybody thinking twice. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show at Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com. I haven't even clicked on the story yet, but I, th- th- there's a headline coming from one of our sister stations in Cleveland that says, Priest mugged in Collinwood. Jeez. Three kids in custody for mugging a priest. And again, I haven't clicked on it yet. I don't know a single thing about it, but it's like, what did you think you were going to get out of a priest? Like, are they just rolling down the street, loaded down with, like, are they, I mean, the church makes money, don't get me wrong. But, like, is the priest just sitting there with, like, you know, bands in his pocket? I don't think so. Maybe they thought he was, like, uh, what's his name, Joel Austin or whatever. Uh-huh. The, uh, maybe they were like, hey, maybe he's got one of those super churches. And those dudes are loaded. Coming up at 7 o'clock, a, uh, a teacher at McKinley High has been put on paid administrative uh, leave there. Okay. And uh, it involved a student. All right. It, it, it involved a, uh, a little student-teacher violence. Jeez. And uh, the school has said, look, this isn't what we want. And we put the teacher on paid leave while we look into it. And uh, we have the video. We'll get into that at 7 o'clock for you. It's pretty interesting. So with the holiday right around the corner, Christmas, whichever you happen to celebrate, we all start to think about being a little bit better to one another. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm getting DVD players. Somebody else should have something. I'm putting money in this red kettle. I feel bad about people that don't have food. You know what I mean? In July, I could care less. But it's cold outside, so, you know, here's a sandwich, right? It's just who we are. I don't know what that is about, you know, Americans and human beings, but it is. It's who we are. At the very least, I think it's a pretty decent example of, like, we've been brainwashed as a as a country like yo december this is what it's all about right. you know what i mean like it's everyone feels that way even if you are a crappy person the rest of the year there is something that's like Meh, all right well here's here's you know 78 cents it, it is legitimately like a nationwide squad car religion thing that happens where it's like you know all of a sudden as soon as you get arrested you're like jesus i swear right. you know what i mean right. there's a little squad car religion that goes into this stuff here right but I got this story out of Cincinnati. This is terrible. All right. Where um, this man and this woman, they're not a couple. They just happen to be working together at a bar, right? Okay. The woman leaves work, gets shot in the face. Jeez. Right? That's no good. So the bouncer, Keith Anderson's his name, is like tending to her. Like sees what happens, whatever. He's outside and he go, like, goes and he's like trying to help this woman who's just been shot in the face, right? Oh my God, how do you even, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I, know what to do in that I, moment. I don't know what to do either. There's, I, I think I'm a person who reacts to situations, but if somebody just got blasted in the face, like, what do you, what do you even do? Well, even if you're the kind of person who responds, it's, you're going to freeze in the moment of, well, right, like, I need to evaluate this for a couple of minutes, you know what I mean? Or a couple of seconds, figure out what's going on. So he's like tending to her. And while he's doing that, while he's being a good Samaritan, trying to help you know his fellow man, yeah. actually a woman who's All been right. shot in the face, somebody jumps in his car and steals it. Jeez. Steals it. So then he says, I've lost everything now. And you think to yourself, well, it's, I mean, it's a car. Well, the guy had went shopping for his kids earlier that day, had $900 worth of toys Jeez. for his kids for Christmas. He says, this is the first Christmas ever. That I went shopping early. I've never gone shopping early, but I wanted to get it out of the way. 
I didn't want to have to worry about it. I wanted to get him everything they wanted, and sure enough, it was all in the trunk of the car. And as he's tending to somebody who got shot in the face, another opportunist comes up, steals his car. I mean, dude, how terrible is that? Now, the good thing for him is we do have social media now. This is Cincinnati. We're talking about it all the way up in Canton. I'm guessing somebody in Cincinnati is probably already giving this guy money so he can buy toys for his kids. I don't know that. We don't have the update. But you know what I mean? At least we live in that day and age now where he may recoup some of that. But it just reminds you of, like, dude, this is sayings are sayings for a reason. No good deed goes unpunished, man. Like, they just don't. Yeah, and it it just goes to show you that, like, at any point you can become the victim of something. There was, you know... Honestly, you would think, if nothing else, like, oh, my God, there's a woman with a gunshot to her face. Like, maybe I won't steal this car just because of the situation. But no, dude, that guy just came up and and, and went and did it. And I guess it also goes to show you that this time of year, people are looking to victimize others. And oh, people, yeah. People are just looking for the opportunity to do it. And because when they present the, your themselves, good, right. your goodwill comes out. And so people are going to look to capitalize on that. You know what else I've seen a lot lately? is um, the news stations have been hitting people up about these videos where you're pumping gas and somebody crawls up to the other side of your, like the passenger side of your car, opens the door and like steals things out of your car and you didn't even realize, you didn't see them. And dude, I'm a lock the car when I get out of it in public no matter what. Yeah, I mean, it's easy enough to go boop, boop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I don't get lazy about that. It, 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 it's a pretty simple thing. Um, I've lived in some sketchy neighborhoods in my life, dude. So, like, you just, you learn. Um, the, 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 the only thing I would say is that, like, I'm sure that's much more of a problem for women because, like, worst case scenario, you're not stealing much out of my car. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even in, even in the, even if I'm going to the gas station, I've got my wallet, my cell phone, and my keys all in my pocket. In your pocket? The you purse know? could be on the front seat right. of the car. That's, yeah. That, that's where you'd get into some trouble there. I mean, maybe you'd, you know, you go in there and you steal somebody's, you know, I don't know, you got a couple bucks in there and change or something like that. But men, that's probably not nearly as much of an issue. As well, women. not only that, but if a guy catches you, he'll probably hit you. Right. Where, like, if you, you know what I mean, where a woman's just going to, pro- I'm guessing, I don't want to stereotype, you know, how that goes these days, but I'm guessing, you know, she's more likely to scream for help versus actually walk up and hit you. It seems like there is a Christmas related um, crime spree in Canton right now. I'm like a member of a couple of different groups on Facebook, like Sark County News the Watch. Crime and crime News Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow Whatever. them too. Uh, so there's a couple of them that, I, that I'm uh, you know, that, I, that I'm in and it seems like people have started stealing like Christmas decorations. Like it seems like the blow ups and you know how they have those like those house things where like you know, puts the light on the garage the, door. Right, 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 right. Projectors. Right, right. Okay. Well, there's those projectors, and then, and then there's those like light bright things or whatever the hell they are. Um, and it, it just seems like over the past, I don't know, a week, there's been multiple reports of people. What? That, oh, dude, you're stealing seven dollars worth of what's plastic. The, what's the secondary market on that? What are you gonna do with those? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, dude, the projectors even I think are thirty bucks in the store now. Uh, the only thing I'll say is, I guess maybe if you're like. I'm going to steal it and I'm going to go put it up at my house. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that I could see. This to me sounds more like kids going, it's Christmas decorations. How much trouble could we get in? Fair. You know what I mean? Fair. That to me, yeah. that sounds like that versus like, you know, hardened criminals Criminal. out of the street. <laughs> like I'm turning over this Christmas projector for the crack rock, yo. Like I, I don't buy that. I feel like this is kids thinking they probably won't get in that much trouble. A Chinese flight attendant is being shamed on the internet for something we should all do. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. And apparently, we do have a couple of school closings. You can stay up to date with everything you need to know on those at WRQK.com or via our Twitter. As they will pass that stuff out to you. I can hear people being outraged right now. School when closings! I was in sco- school! When I was in school... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that is probably true. I'll tell you another thing that, that that people in Ohio need to be yelled at about. You're going to see this a lot, especially today. Yeah. You've lived in Ohio how long? Every year it snows, and every year you forget how to drive in the snow. Okay, well, it, it works on the other hand, too. You live in Ohio, and for how long? And every year you forget that every other moron forgets how to drive in the snow, right? Right. Which one of you is more annoying? True. It is a little annoying with the driving, but like seriously, it's like it's everybody's post is the same exact thing. Four degrees on my dashboard, and none of you know how to drive. Well, and that's that. That's the thing. There is like you're trying to like I don't know, be funny or be witty on social media by making the exact same points that everyone has been making for as long as there's been social media. So it's not so much like you're wrong about people being bad drivers because no, you're right about that. You're right. 100% correct about sure. that. They're awful out there. And I mean, I, I just saw one of my buddies post this where he was like, dude, people are terrible drivers during the summertime. Why do you think it's going to be any different during the winter? It's going to be considerably worse. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, like we don't necessarily need your feed feedback on like bad drivers, huh? Yeah. What's the deal with? Right. All right. So a Chinese flight attendant has been suspended. Okay. And we've just posted this video to WRQK.com for you. Okay. Now, I don't know what this story is. I don't know what's going to happen here, but I know you're going to stand up for somebody. So it's going to be something that either A, you do or B, you wish you did. Okay. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Now, this video was filmed 45 minutes after a flight had landed. At like their, at, you know, at their destination, obviously, okay, right? Okay, at China Airport. <laughs> yeah, yes, um, Yinchung. Okay, I think is that I the airport know. or the guy who is? Who, which, yeah, exactly. Which one is that? All right. The flight attendant uploaded the video for entertaining purposes, so she kind of did this to herself here. All right. Now it's been now she's been she has since been sorry suspended. They're doing a full investigation into this. All right. Okay. And what she did is, I guess she works for Emirates, which is that really nice airline where apparently you can lay down and there's showers and like all that kind of stuff. I want to fly in an Emirates flight so bad. <laughs> you, know, you better get another job. You know what I'm saying? Another two and, jobs, right? <laughs> even at that point, yeah. They're a lot of money, right? Those are like luxury. It's not even like first class. Like those are luxury. That's I was a say, step above. I mean, Jennifer Aniston does the, does the TV spot. So I was like, it's got to be like legit. Yeah, yeah. And I think you have your own private like quarters almost where it's like you have a. There's like a plastic barrier that goes yeah, by. And you've you can got lean all the thing. way back yep. and the whole thing. That sounds nice right it does man dude i mean how nice would that be to be able to fly in luxury like so i'm guessing it's not the standard southwest chicken cordon bleu that they serve you for dinner no i would assume not you get something nice so she i guess she filmed herself finishing food that was left over on the flight it appears to show a tray of untouched glasses and of champagne the carrier offers the sparkling wine to first class and you know that kind of stuff and so later, like, she's, like, showing herself, and she's, like, finishing food that was left over from the flight. Now, they say it is our practice that we recycle all food, right? And that she shouldn't be doing this. But, I mean, isn't this just 
doing what we tell your kids to do is like finish food because they're starving people places. Not finish food off of other people's plates. No, that's I, I mean, know. Matt, like I'm watching this and it looks to me like like these are like these weren't touched. Like the, it looks to me like this is how nice Emirates is. Right where the food's pretty good, but the people who fly this airline have too much money. Where I'm they're like, that. I'm not eating airline food. I'm not eating that. Well, I guess, I guess, I mean, if that's the case, and it's, you I know, mean, it doesn't look like, uh, like she's got like 17 cartons in a row. So what I'm saying is, this wasn't like ah, this one guy didn't finish these <laughs> these uh, you know these mashers here. <laughs> you know, let me get in this. It looks like this was stuff that was like they were gonna throw it away. Why not eat it? Well, I mean, if that's the case, then I guess then yes, you're. You're you're in a fine situation there. I mean, your boss probably probably still not going to like that. Um, but I don't know. I think the practice of 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 eating food that isn't yours, I don't know. It just seems it it just seems like you're going to get yourself into a foodborne illness issue there. Yeah, that's what stopped me from doing it in years past. But I'll be honest with you, there have been plenty of times where I've thought about doing this. Um, I uh, I mean, I've worked at a million different restaurants in my life, and I would say. Multiple examples of like dishwashers eating off of other people's plates. Like I've seen that happen. See, what makes that story different for me is I feel like this flight attendant was doing this to like kind of point out like, hey, look how much food we waste, and like, ha, it's kind of funny. Oh my god, dude, there's so much food waste in the world; it's unbelievable. So there is a point there where your story is. That guy didn't have enough money to eat, and so like he was eating food at the restaurant that he shouldn't have been eating because how else was he going to stay alive? Yeah, it's one thing. It's one thing if you take like you know you take like the quesadilla out, and somebody's like, "Oh, I didn't want tomatoes on that." You take it back, never touched it, and it's like, "All right, put it in a to-go box. My kid will eat it." Well, I, you know, you can eat it. The servers will eat it. Somebody will eat this because nobody ever touched it. Um, but no, I mean, like, I mean, like I said, like multiple examples of like. I come back and it's just like you know a, a couple bites of mashed potatoes and some, some pot roast left over and the dude in I, the kitchen be like, okay, I I have been sat down at restaurants. You know, sometimes like the server will sit you down and like they're not quite ready for you to be there yet. The table's not totally cleared off. There's okay. still like one or two plates on it. Okay. And I've been sat down at tables like that before, and have seen like a sole onion ring on a plate. With no condiment on it. So it's not like they were draping ketchup like all through it and things got touched. And I was like, well, maybe the onion ring didn't get touched. And I have legitimately thought to myself every time, I wish it was socially acceptable for me to eat this onion. <laughs> no, I want the onion what ring. What about like like buffets or like a party platter? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you go, buffets kind of freak me you out. You go somewhere and you know it's a Christmas party and everyone's got you've got like the meat tray right there and you're gonna pick off of that. Ah. You know, know those people? Is that I mean oh, it doesn't dude, matter. I, I, I mean, know them and I know they're grosser. Dude. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like I I don't have any faith in, 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 in the people I know. Oh god, like the people here. I, I would Less put the per- yeah, I would put the percentage of people that wash their hands every time they use the bathroom here at twenty percent. We went with we went a year without soap in this building, bro. So like Oh, that's true. That's right. A listener, Mary, had to like send us bath and body work soap here because they refused to buy hand soap for the bathrooms. Now I know it feels like I don't want to say taboo, but it feels gross, it feels dirty, but it's not like People are chewing up their food and spitting it back out on and their plate. And then you're plate. eating that. They're using, they're using I mean, it. And, and they're starving kids in Africa. No, dude, no. I, I don't know why I'm trying to justify this. I don't know why I'm trying to find a legal loophole for you to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to start eating off other people's plates. I feel like if idea. there's no bite out of it and it was deep fried, it's probably all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You like how I'm making special rules for things you probably shouldn't eat anyway? Like, 
deep fried food. There's a video that's uh, that's hitting social networking, and a teacher at McKinley High has been put on paid leave after it has surfaced, and we're going to get into that story. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Also, uh, getting ready to release is the list of people making it into the Rock Hall this year. Okay. So around 8.30, we'll give you that, update you on that information, because by then, everybody's like fake outrage over it will uh, will have already hit the internet, because people are going to, every year, no matter who they put in, I thought it was called the Rock Hall, man! Like every, every year, you can just see the argument coming down, <laughs> coming down the freeway, man. You can already see it. We have had some school closings. Stay up to date. WRQK.com is where you can get those. And speaking of your local schools, this story coming out of McKinley High. And uh, we've got some video, and we've posted it for you. Facebook.com slash Stansberry shows where you can grab it. Um, and this was pulled from Fox8.com, where the superintendent says the teacher now, Ken Weatherby, has been placed on paid leave. All right? Now, this incident took place on the 4th of December. And uh, I guess the video started to surface like the next day, how this kind of stuff does. So it shows you, the video does, a student wearing a backpack in a classroom. A man approaches him, and the student angrily turns away is how Fox 8 lists it. And I feel like that's an accurate enough description of what happened. There was no punches thrown, none of that. He just kind of like, you know how somebody goes to grab you? Sometimes you'll be fighting with like your wife, husband maybe, and they'll go to grab you by the arm and you'll yank it. Don't touch me. You'll kind of do that. You're yeah. not going to hit him. You're just like saying, like, look, man, this is conversational right now, and you don't put your hands on me right now. That's y- it. Yanked, jerked. Those are all appropriate words for like how his body reacted there. Yes, there's, there's, he, he. It was more of a defensive measure than it was an offensive measure. Fair. Looking at it, right? Fair. That's the way it looks to me, right? Okay, and next thing you know, the man grabs the student and throws him to the ground. And you can hear people in the video kind of like, you know what I mean? Because that's, I mean, it's it's alarming to see whether, you know what I mean? We'll get into justify not here in a second, but like whether it is or not, it's still going to be one of those moments where you're going to be like, Man, I can't believe I just watched that happen, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, this obviously was the 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 focal point of of everyone in that room. Something was going on there. Everyone was paying attention. This person had their phone out and was recording for a reason. You know what I mean? Like right. they knew something was going to happen here. Or had the potential to go down. Right. So they showed it to a couple of parents, as the news always does. Let's go find people on the street. We'll get their take. And one parent said, I wouldn't want somebody putting their hands on my kid like that. I think it's worth looking into. Something needs to be done. So we have the statement from the Canton City School District. And they call the teacher's behavior disturbing and unprofessional. The statement goes on to say, while the teacher is entitled to due process, the district will try to make sure he faces the most severe discipline possible. The statement did not, however, reveal what led to the situation. So I posted it again at Facebook.com slash Stansbury shows where you can see it. Right. And we posted the video. And one of the reasons why I posted the video before talking about it on the radio is I knew people would watch it, and I knew I would get a couple of comments on Facebook. Welcome to broadcasting. This is what we do, right? And I'm never shocked by anything because I've just done this kind of job too long to like be legitimately shocked. But the amount of people who were like, well, man, 
I mean, you do what the teacher says or they slam you to the ground is like crazy. Jeez. Like, first of all, I've been on record saying that, that kind of stuff about law enforcement. That's law enforcement. Like, these are teachers and educators. I'm not sure it should get here, right? So people are saying to me, like, if that was my kid, that if that was my kid and he he was being disrespectful, I would want a teacher to do this to my kid. That, to me, sounds like somebody who does not have a kid. As a person who does not have a child, that sounds to me like a statement of a guy who's saying, well, easy to say, I don't have one, so I'm going to say it. I think if you're a parent... Legitimately, you're feeling differently about this, or at the very least, you're not truly putting yourself into this into into this student's shoes. Are you not putting your kid into this student's shoes? It's very easy to look at another student or another you know person and be like, "Well, yeah, I don't care." But if this was your kid, I, you would 100 percent feel different. I, I I refuse to believe to believe otherwise. Another comment here is: these kids have no idea what it is to be respectful to others. The teacher did lay a hand on him, but it didn't look aggressive. Should the teacher have done what he did by slamming the student down? I say no, and I agree with that like he he may the teacher may have not known that what he was doing was going to be received that way but people keep saying well and it's a lot of the other comments are i wish we had the video of what led up to this there's three teachers around the kid well yeah welcome to precautionary measures because things happen in schools and if they don't do that then you're going to be sitting here talking about how the school didn't protect kids and Guys, as a guy who legitimately hates when we make everything in this country about race, because I think it honestly takes us off message too much as a country, I'm just going to say, because the kid happens to be African-American and he's big, right? That if I showed you a video of this happening to a, to a five-foot Asian kid, are you thinking the same thing? Or does sometimes race come into our minds and shape how we think about something that we see? Without us realizing it happens. Because right now when I just said that, most of you went, no. Because you don't, because this stuff happens without us realizing it happens. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the concept of subconscious racism, I mean, we're getting into a pretty deep dive there. I mean, right? Like, but, but yes, 100, 100%. It, I'm not going to disagree with you there, on that. There's going to be, there, there, so what I'm saying is maybe it's possible some of us are, are looking at it that way. Because at first, when I first watched it, I was like, well, he yanks his arm. And then I was like, well, but he yanked his arm away. Like, I, I've done that to my girlfriend a million times. There was no aggression in that. There was no bald fist. There was no, like, he he wasn't going towards another teacher. He wasn't there. there there's no way to say that, like, you can say that was disrespectful. It is disrespectful. Uh, when I, I do that to my girlfriend, I'm trying to be disrespectful to her. Uh, okay, I mean, but but the punishment for disrespect isn't is Saturday detention, right? That's, not slamming not me slam, to the ground. Right. I mean, like I, I was one of dude. I'm a smartass, right? And I and and I expect you to take me back into high school when I really thought I knew everything, right? When you're a kid, you kind of think you know everything, right? And I would, dude, I was a little, I was smarter than the average bear, so I kind of always knew that. And you kind of do this, and you kind of do that, dude. I was constantly pushing the envelope, constantly doing things to teachers, whipping my arms away from them, saying awful stuff to them, doing all this stuff. Nobody ever slammed me to the ground because you couldn't do it. It would never, you didn't do it. And 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 that was in 1988. So like it wasn't, it wasn't, you 1992. know, 1992. Let's not right, be a dick about right, it. Let's not say Stansberry's <laughs> old. But my point there is that like this wasn't after the pussification of America that everyone talks about. This is back. That was at the beginning that, of it. That, but yeah. Well, I mean that 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 was back when it was America was great. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's when so uh, Zach writes in says touching someone is still considered assault, and all it takes is one lucky punch to kill you. Working as a bartender, you know that. Okay, no, 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 no. That is a wild-ass, irresponsible overreach.
Okay, I am a bartender. I'll be working both Friday and Saturday night at the Cleveland Agora. I've seen plenty of fights. Nobody has ever died by being punched. My brother and my cousin are both trained fighters. Both have cage fought. If they punch you, it's going to hurt. They're not going to kill you. Is it possible? Yes, but it's not probable. So stop bringing these wild-ass what-ifs into a situation of something that legitimately did happen. Where's Where's the punch? What What, what do we... There was no punch thrown? There was no... Exactly. He so, pulled his arm away from from the kid. It wasn't even, it or wasn't, he pulled his arm away from the teacher. He didn't even, he didn't even like raise his fist and do one of these and like cock back on him. Like he pulled away from the guy. Now, the one comment people are writing in that does warrant a little examination, and this was would be for the school to examine, not me, is these teachers have an understanding of the student body that you and I do not. Of course. And that there may be history with this particular student. I will make room for that. Okay? And maybe we've seen things and we didn't handle him properly before that went too far. But I still think that what you did six months ago... Doesn't necessarily mean you get slammed to the ground today. Right. Doesn't introduce violence into this equation. The only reason a teacher should use violence as as a countermeasure is when there's to stop violence. When there is literally no other option. When there is nothing else that that person can do, it's like, hey, either this person is going to continue assaulting me or or a coworker or another student, and I have to physically put myself in this situation to stop them. This is not that situation. This wasn't a fight. This wasn't something that that like I said, this guy didn't like back on him and and you can't you can't hold six months ago you can't hold the last year against i mean that's just that's that's wrong now now i'm moving over to twitter where daniel's tweeting and says i have three kids and i gotta tell you with everything that's going on in these schools every day i have no problem with what that teacher did okay because i had made this statement that i thought people who were saying that stuff maybe didn't have kids so that you know that's interesting daniel i gotta be honest with you i don't know what my kid could do and again i'm not raising kids so it's hard for me to put myself in into those shoes but i'm trying to think of what my kid would have done like my kid i know my kid is going to be like the the, like the talk trash push the envelope kid because you have kids who are like you so i'm expecting all kind of trouble when i deal with this stuff right but i i'm trying to think of what my kid would do where I would be like, yeah, dude, body slam him, though. Like, that's what you do. You body slam him. Like, if my kid's getting physical with you, restrain him. Yes. Like, restraint. Yes. But body slamming? And I know I'm judging after the fact, but guys, I mean, I'm watching the video. Like, it's not... I, I think what this teacher did could have been appropriate in other situations. That's the thing here is I'm not. It's tr- not the move. I'm not trying to be like, okay, you can never do this. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to say like, well, you always have to just ask them how their feelings are and to put, give them a timeout. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay, and, but, because you have to remember, it's not like this teacher threw this kid on the ground and started ground and pounding him. That's not what happened. But at the same time, you just can't introduce violence as that as that counter as that counter argument when there's not when it has hasn't been introduced into the situation. And the guy that said, oh, well, you know, I've got three kids. If that was one of your kids, I'm sorry, you would not feel that way. uh, You wouldn't. I, 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 yeah, I'm suspicious that honestly, once you go through something different, however, and I'm not going to give you this guy's name because I don't want to get him in trouble, but uh, this is a listener. He writes in a lot, listens a lot. And I appreciate that. Says I'm a teacher. And if my kid acted like that, I'd be okay with the teacher doing what he had to do. Now, my sister-in-law used to teach at Maple Heights Public Schools, and she dealt with some wild stuff. I mean, kids were throwing desks at her and, like, all kind of wild. So teachers do, educators, they, sure. they can. They 100%. can go through some wild-ass stuff, right? And I'm not saying that they don't. 
But I just, I don't know, man. I don't know if yanking my arm away from you, no matter what my history is, means you slam me to the ground. Here's the other point I'll, I'll point out. Is people go, well, you don't know the history of the kid. All right, well, I'm guessing the other two educators in the room did, and only one of the teachers tackles the kid and does something, and it's the guy who he, who he ripped his arm away from. The other two teachers are just sitting there watching it. So if... If, if it was a wild history of the kid and he was doing something, don't all three of them kind of like get on the kid to make sure they get him to the ground? Like, I think that I think that right there punches holes in that particular argument. And you just can't use somebody's history as the as the barometer of how you treat, the, especially in like an education system. Now, if you're talking punishment of like, hey, you did this, X, Y and Z in the last six months, you're suspended. I get that. That's fine. But that doesn't in, that doesn't that doesn't I, introduce violence. I like, am like legitimately shocked because everybody who's writing into me right now is like here again. Here's another guy, Jim. I have kids and it takes a village. And uh, you a know, village that, of people body slamming your children. The the teacher just wrote back in and said, "Just so you know, I have four kids of my own at home." Like it's like okay, so maybe so, I was wrong. So, maybe I was wrong. So on that. so 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 by turning away from a teacher, which is what this kid did, that is that's worthy of him being assaulted. I I mean, is that is that genuinely what you're saying? Because here's the thing: is people are like, "Oh, with everything going on in schools these days, that's but but we have to look at this situation. We don't get to say, well, remember Columbine, so therefore I get to body slam every goddamn kid I want to.' Yeah, I mean, dude, at that point, you're you're just using you know right. scare tactics right. to, to, to to push the Patriot Act through. So right. like, <laughs> you know, like there's there's some stuff going on there. Now, I will agree that there are people saying, "Look, man, teachers get sucker punched in school." I know that. Right? But I'm saying you don't get to punch first as a teacher. I am judging it after the uh, after the you know the case though. So there is so I have to make room for that. But like yanking your arm away from somebody is not the same thing as a motion to like I'm going to punch you. Right. And that's the thing is we all keep changing what this kid did and we all keep oh well, you know, with everything going on and oh well, maybe this kid's history. That's not that's not what happened. That is not what happened. Okay, you know, and this is true that you know parents aren't teaching respect in the homes anymore. Right. Well, body slams and homeroom isn't going to teach it either though guys like come on now as a guy who's not raising kids i mean i always say that like as a guy who's not doing this i can still come to like the common sense rational place of this right you know what i mean as like a guy who's never been president i can have an opinion on that too. it's like sometimes dude honestly it's the way they tell people you know, it's what i tell women about the abortion issue who say men shouldn't have an opinion you can't have a baby right i'm not so close to the story that i can't see every angle of it that, that, I, that I'm removed from it so I can listen to everybody and then weigh it out. I actually think a lot of times, dude, what, what should happen in this case should be rendered by people like me. This, and I feel like everybody's argument that they're making right now, and you talk about this in other situations, this is the overcorrection of, this, uh, uh, of, the, uh, steer. of the steer here. Yeah. People are like, oh, dude, America, we're just a bunch of pussies now, sissification of America, you gotta hold everyone's hand, blah, so, blah, 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 blah. So, bulletproof vests and body right, slams. so body slams students yeah, when they're I, disrespectful? There is part of that, and I still maintain, and again, Again, I'm a guy who hates when we play the race card before we should. But I'm telling you, if this was a five foot Asian kid, you're looking at it going, oh man, it's a little kid. What are you doing? But because this student looks like a grown man and he looks, you know, like he could hurt you if he hit you, you feel differently about it. And maybe, you know, you're going to weigh it in case by case because of who the assailant or would be assailant is, but he wasn't an assailant. These people don't know this student. They have zero <laughs> clue who this student is, what he's done in his past, so no. So That's, no, you're making assumptions. That is very fair. I am legitimately I'll, I'll be I'm not saying you guys are wrong. But I when am. when I posted this story, I was I'm legitimately shocked by what the reaction is. I, I am. And honestly, it almost has me worried because what else am I miscalculating?
You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's gonna that right there is gonna have me reevaluating a lot of my thought processes. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansbury here for North Kenton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Russell online at WRQK.com. And you can also find us on the social media sites, Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show, where a lot of people are sounding off about this video that took place at McKinley High School here in Canton, where a teacher slams a student to the ground. A lot of people got opinions on it. And uh, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to choose to do is move forward. We're going to let it bake for a little while. And we're going to let you guys, you know, you know, continue to sound off at Twitter and Facebook. And I'm going to, you know, compile some comments and we'll revisit it a little later in the program. But I kind of want to I want to take a minute and kind of and sit with it because people are raising some interesting points. And I want to make sure I'm not overlooking something easy. Also, the Rock Hall nominations uh, ah. have been announced. We're going to get into that around 8.30 for ah. you. I also want to sit with that for a minute. <laughs> Good, yeah, because that's what people need. I can't believe. Can you believe? Oh, my gosh. NWA, Diana Ross. Ah. So I need to talk to you about Jose Canseco. <laughs> okay. That, of all the things you could have said right there, Jose Canseco was not what I expected. No, he's been thrusted into this, you know, um, sexual... Harassment awakening that's happening in this country, as I keep calling it. All right. I, and Jose uh, Canseco's been thrusted into this. Well, I should say <laughs> thrusted himself into it. And not the way you think. Okay, because I was going to say, I bet you Jose's thrust Whipped out the Louisville Slugger, <laughs> right. I mean, showed it to her. Not too no. much of a stretch there. Did not show her the wood. Okay. Did not do it. All right. That we know of as of right now. It's going to be Dude, side note. Yeah. Have partied with Jose Canseco. Really? Yeah. Jeez. So I uh, so dude, listen to this. Actually, this was a big night. Um, this was 2008, maybe. We were in Vegas for the Radio Music Awards, and it was me, Jose Canseco, Dennis Hoff of like the Bunny Ranch of Vegas, and like two other like big name celebrities. Jeez. And I think actually Trump was in the room. I don't think he was in this circle of people doing shots at that moment. But I think Trump was in the room actually. No, no, President Trump not a drinker. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. Doesn't drink. Okay, so drink. I, I. But I'm pretty sure he was at that event, and um. But Jose Canseco, dude, like that guy, we just sat there and did shots. Like, dude, he parties. A little Parkway Joe right there. Yeah, it was, a, doing the damn it, was a, it was a little bit fun. I can't lie. Dude, watching women, and again, this goes into what he's talking about here. Watching women throw themselves at Jose Canseco honestly made me want to kill myself. Like, um, I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to have that. Um, You know, he is a, a rich man. He is a, a good looking man. A good looking man. He's got Built. that. Well, and he's got that like. Latin lover. Exactly, dude. He's got yeah, that, you that know. Rico Suave. That his Panic, you know, appeal yeah. right there. Yeah, so I'm the, not necessarily. He's surprised. got that totally racist thing we just did for 30 minutes talking about him. Yeah, no, he does. He has all that stuff, right? And so I guess he was like up for a job on TV or was working on TV or something like that. And he now has tweeted things that have cost him uh, that position. He says, "What is going on with all these politicians molesting women? I've been molested by several women, and I never complained." Oh God! And. Uh, he says, well, I mean, I've been I've been beaten by women, taken advantage of by women, and molested by women. I never complained, but it was kind of a turn-on. I see the difference, I guess, because I was a good-looking guy, and these politicians look like a bag of boogers. <laughs> 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 these women complaining about sexual misconduct are just uh, racist against ugly men. Ooh. Why is everyone so worried about what I am saying? I'm just a simple guy trying to pay my bills, worry about who's running our country. 
All right. Well, the the these women are complaining are just racist against ugly men. I would say that some of those women that are complaining about that that that's true of you can't broad stroke it like that. But let's talk about the underlying issue here of his tweets. Let's talk about the truth of his tweets that nobody wants to talk about because it pokes holes in the other side, which is it is perfectly acceptable in this country for a woman to meet a celebrity man and grab him wherever the hell she wants when she's meeting him. And nobody's going to say a word about it because let's be honest. If a man complains, what happens then? Sissy men have had to be the strong silent type Gary Cooper our entire lives. Cause if we don't, you mock us. So uh, dude, I'm telling you, Brad Pitt, as a matter of fact, didn't we see this with Tim McGraw? Didn't we see this where a woman was like front row, Tim McGraw, Tim and faith. And she reaches up and grabs Tim McGraw right by the balls. And then sure enough, Faith Hill is the one who had to step over and say, keep your hands off of my man. I'm telling you, dude, rich, powerful, really good-looking men, I'm telling you, have stories of this where they're standing in photos with women and crotches get grabbed or women. And notice that like women can do that. Like a woman can say, oh, I don't care about this movie at all, but Leonardo's so hot. Where if I say that, like, I don't care about Wonder Woman at all, but Gal Gadot's hot. You're a sexist. What do you mean you don't care about her as an actress? You're a sexist. There is another side to this. I mean, if you're pointing out double standards when it comes to sexual issues in the country, there's no doubt that those are real. That exists, and that's a problem. Um, I think the thing here is, though, is that, like, the issue isn't with calling out when it happens to women. The issue is here is that we're not calling out when it happens to men, correct? I'm just saying there is a side of this that is going to be this way and women and men both people don't care about when stuff happens to man uh, to a man as much as they do when it happens to a woman so but but is is that your problem or I is, don't really have is, a problem is your problem that people are being victimized you I know don't, what I'm saying I don't have a problem I don't want anyone victimized all I'm saying is is that when a woman is victimized we will rush to try to change things as fast as we possibly can. And where the country's going to look at Jose Canseco and be like, ah, oh, dude, who cares? So, so we should be more cognizant of men who are having this issue, too. I would think so, yeah. So it's, it's not so much like, oh, these women should shut up. No. I didn't feel molested. Well, that's what Jose Canseco's presenting it as. Yeah, well, that's crazy. That, that is that, crazy. That's, that's the problem. Is that it's, the issue isn't the issue? The issue that we're pointing at and yelling about and getting upset about is well, men aren't being treated the same, and it's like well, uh, well then yes, we should treat all victims the same. I want everybody that who is victimized sexually to be treated the same way. But my my point is, this country won't do that because men are expected to be strong, silent, deal with it, put the weight of the shoulder, put the weight of the world on your shoulders. You're a man, man up. You got this. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, man. Do it, you big man and where dude it's not and so like men just have to cut like terry cruz like dude he was kind of like people forget already it was only two months ago he was kind of mocked initially like there were people that he was fodder of late night initially and then until people were oh dude the country might not get down with those kind of jokes anymore let's back off of that and then it did it didn't about face so I'm, I'm just saying, like, is, is much because you know what my issue is right now is that men are kind of being painted as this evil, awful thing that can't control themselves, whatever. And I am suspicious that it's a portion of men, not all. And of course. That, and that I think that men are kind of in the crosshairs right now and where women get a pass on this kind of stuff. Women get a pass on it. Dude, my ass has been grabbed in photos and I'm not even a good looking dude. Like, imagine what happens to a good looking dude with money. Like, imagine what happens to Denzel. You're telling me chicks don't grab that dude by the genitals when they're taking photos with him? Come on. Of course they do. 
And yet it's one of those things where it's like the same thing where a woman can go see the thunder from down under in Vegas and watch men strip. And it's not considered to be like this loser activity. It's you and your girls out for a night out where a guy goes to a strip club. He's a pervert. There's a there's always been a double standard here with sex, and it's because women are the gatekeepers to sex, and men are constantly on the bench waiting to be put in the game, and also men are expected to like kind of hold your own. What are you going to complain, sissy? You're a man. What you should do is die early from the stress of it, like Bill Burr's always saying. Like there is a there is another point to this, but we won't do it. Because they're, we like this double standard. And let's be honest, a lot of feminists, a lot of women enjoy this double standard and benefit from it. And so therefore don't want to acknowledge it. And all I'm saying is, up until he said these women were racist against ugly men, I'm not sure there was anything wrong with what Jose Canseco said, nor should he be yanked off a of television for it. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist, and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or find them on Online at NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Yo, Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Kid Rock tickets to give away today, correct? Oh, yeah, we do, baby. All Come right. on now. 8.30, we're going to do that. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Kid Rock is now uh, you know maybe rethinking putting his name in that senator campaign you know now that Roy Moore is not is, is not there he's I wonder if there's a, a reconsideration he'll ride his steel horse man get in there in that Harley I I don't know what he'll do <laughs> yes I don't know I uh, the Rock Hall nominations uh, are, are you inductees actually not the nominations the people who are actually going to get in we'll do that at eight o'clock for you. 8.30, we'll pass out some Kid Rock tickets. There's also a, another local Canton story at 8.30. We're going to get right. into a, a, where Canton feels like they're going to improve the city. Fantone has issues. Oh, jeez. This story. Fantone has issues. I, dude, when I read it yesterday, I was like, oh, my God, Fantone is pulling his hair out over this. I mean, and you know I love Canton. I try to put on for my city as much as I possibly can, but this oh, idea no. is absolutely ridiculous. Dude, I'm going to be listening to Jeezy all day now. I, I, I put on. Oh, dude, how good was that record? It was good stuff right there. The Resurrection, like Circulate, I think it was Track number nine on that on that record was so good. Welcome back was really good. Oh, <laughs> rock 106 nine listeners. What? What are you talking about, dude? I get a lot. That song was really good. Oh, Jeezy all day in the house. Yeah, crank it up. Trap style. So we were talking about the story out of McKinley High School where this kid got like body slammed by a teacher. And I have been, I'm not gonna say disappointed, but I have been a little surprised by people's reaction to it. Like, we posted the video. It's up for you. Facebook.com slash Dansbury Show. And I was interested. So I posted it early this morning. I was like, all right, get it online before you start talking about it on the radio. Let's get some reaction to it, right? And I expected people to be like, oh, my God, that's terrible. You can't do that to a student. And instead, what I'm being, like, hit over the head with is, well, you don't know what happened prior to it. And I have said that the similar thing, uh, you know, about body cams. It's like, well, what was going on before? But what I will say about a school situation is this. You keep telling me I don't know what happened before this video took place. 
Well, if something would have happened then, then the violence of the teacher would have happened then. Then they would have taken the kid out of the classroom, taken him down to like where you know the principal's office or whatever, and it would have been done, and we would have seen the video then because somebody would have been taping that. What happened here is, dude. Not, what I'm guessing is not all that much happened before this. They yanked. They went to go reach for this kid's arm, and yes, he disrespectfully pulls his arm away. That does not, in my opinion, mean then you get to take my kid and slam him to the ground. If my kid. Swings at you, rushes at you, whatever. I want a teacher to be able to use violence to end violence. Outside of that, I remember I said to Fantone during the break that I, I remember I, it, it was my guidance counselor, and we were. I was I was a, a punk kid, constantly pushing the limit, like an idiot punk kid, right? And I remember saying to him when, after, like in the office or whatever, like, dude, I can't believe you didn't hit me. Like, I was being such a dick and, like, pushing that guy. I was, like, trying to make you mad. Like, I can't believe, like, dude, you, what the, like, look at you, man. Like, you didn't hit me. And he said to me, and this was 1994, but he said to me, it's my job not to hit you. It's my job to educate you. Now, I would admit students and schools have gotten worse and scarier and all this stuff. I'm fine with all that. I'll give you all that. But you got to stop telling me I don't know what was happening in the video before this because neither do you. And so you then, by saying that to me, are suggesting that you not only do know what happened, but that you know it happened to be violent. And you don't know that. Yeah, I mean, there's no evidence of that. There's been no report None. of that. I mean, like, there's been no other video where it's like, hey, this is this is what happened. So uh, people are just making this story what they want it to be. And that's I would the thing, agree. Is you ha- you're not looking at it with nuance. You're not looking at it with, like, hey, treating it as its own individual case. You're looking at this as, like, a referendum of, like, well, kids are disrespectful nowadays, and somebody better teach them some respect. And that's what you're turning this into. It isn't I'm, about this student I'm getting what a lot of that, there. too. It starts at home, teacher, you know. And I... I would agree with you that I believe that there is a lack of teaching young people respect in the parents in the households today. I would agree with all that. I'm just saying I'm not sure disrespect gets dealt with body slams. Not from your teacher. Not from your teacher. You know, Courtney wrote in one of the best comments I I have on this at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. Yes, I'm going to shamelessly promote. But Courtney wrote in and said, if there was video of me doing this to my kid in the living room, everybody on Facebook would be telling me how child services should take my kids out of my house. So if they're going to take kids out of a parent's house for body slamming you, the person who's supposed to be teaching your kids respect, then why is it all right in a classroom? And again, I'm the guy who hates. I'm going to say it again. I'm the guy who hates when we go to the race card. But I maintain. This is a video of a five-foot Asian kid. Your story's completely different. You're looking at this through the filter of that kid looks like a man. Plus, he's black. Makes him a little scarier to you, let's admit. All right? Little bit. Little bit. Right, white America? Like, again, I hate when we make everything about race, but let's not pretend it's not part of some of the things that happen in this country. That would be unfair, and it would be a lie and unfair to the conversation, and I'm not doing that. All right? So there's a little bit of that in you when you're watching this, right? Where you're like, man, that kid's huge. Fine, take race out of it. It's about size even, maybe. Fine, let's take race out of it. You take a guy like my size. There's kids in high school my size, 6'1 and a half, 6'2, 240. Plenty of them, right? Welcome to to high school football, right? I would imagine imagine there's a, a bunch of them, right? So, like, make size. If, if, if it was a smaller, unassuming kid, I don't think you have the same theory. If it was like it's you know hard for the wimpy kid or whatever, whatever that book was, if it's that kid, I think everybody's going, oh, so let me get this straight. 
the world stops for Keaton. It stops for Keaton. Where we don't know what happened before that video got shot, by the way. We don't know. He was just sitting in the passenger seat of the car. The world screeches to a halt over Keaton. But you have video of an educator doing this, and it's not, it's not a big deal? I don't get that. I'm sorry, I don't get that. Your Rock Hall inductees, next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. And welcome Jeff. back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up Jeff. at 8.30, we'll have Kid Rock tickets for you. Also, a story uh, breaking out of Canton that's got Fantone, like, beside himself. Like, he can't wait. He's been chomping at the bit all morning. When I read it yesterday, I was like, oh, good. This is a feed-up moment for your boy. <laughs> Fantone's going to go nuts. He's going to freak out about it, and I can just, like, relax. Yeah, I'm tired and cranky this morning, too, so uh, I, uh, I, I'm I, i ready for that one. Dude. Uh, I, um, yeah, you are a little tired and cranky this morning. I, but, did you work Christmas last night? Bar, Christmas bar. In the last two days, um, I've worked 30 hours, so, like, 30-plus if you start factoring in, like, like prep for the show, so it's right like, now, a guy's like got his headphones in, streaming iHeartRadio on the side of the road, digging somebody out of a ditch, freezing cold, been you know snow plowing or you know towing for the last twenty five hours, and sitting there going that tall puss. Hey man, if you're putting if you're putting in more than twelve hour days, I feel like you have a little bit of a like, yeah, I'm tired. I, I feel agree. like yeah, that's I fair. Agree. I dude, it's hard to bartend at night and come back in th- that early in the morning and do this because people don't realize it's like, dude, you got to be like sharp. Well, you want to be sharp. People yeah. listen to the Sansbury. Yeah, I guess you don't have to be, but the goal is to be, yeah. and it is hard. On no sleep, I would agree. Um, you know, over the previous weeks, we've been talking about how I'm, uh, how I may turn into Fred Bear and become the deer hunter. Oh yeah, jeez, <laughs> great. Let's talk about that. And uh, no, we're not gonna. But I, <laughs> okay. but 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 my buddy Dale, who was reaching out to me about, uh, you know, some other things on the show this morning. He's like, he's like one of those country dudes. Like he's got two jacked up trucks and all, right. all that kind of stuff. He's, you know, he lives on a farm and that whole thing. Okay, and he's been a listener forever. And so I hit him up. I was like, "Do you deer hunt?" I was like, "Teach me the archery ways." And he was like, "Deal." He's like, "I can't golf to save my life." He's like, "Will you show me a little bit of that?" And so I guess I got a pro date where I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna learn a little archery. He's gonna learn a little sandwich stuff. And everything's gonna go well. I don't know who's gonna teach him the sandwich stuff. It's not gonna be me. I was say. Yeah. But dude, I, I, I might learn. I might learn the ways. All right. So the list of Rock Hall inductees is out. And this always makes everybody mad, and I, for the life of me, can never figure out why it makes anybody mad. I've made this point, I will continue to make this point, that you gotta stop getting hung up on Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First of all, what you're considering rock and roll isn't what was considered rock and roll when the term was coined. Alan Freed wasn't sitting in there thinking, one day, Five Finger Death Punches are going to record a song (laughs) called Burn MFR, and that's rock and roll. Like, that's not what Alan Freed was thinking. So, like, let's take, let's take the it's a rock hall and throw that <laughs> argument on the side of the road where it belongs because you sound like an idiot okay it is a music hall and the way i can tell you that is and and i'll prove the point of why that's smart okay right down the street from us it's not the quarterback hall of fame no. it's the football it hall of fame because that's how they get everybody through the door and much like the same thing with the rock hall it's going to be a music hall that way more people go and i mean isn't rock and roll? It's an it, attitude. That's what I was gonna say. Like, isn't it more of, of and, a lifestyle as opposed to a music choice? You, you and I made this argument when NWA got in, and I remember saying, "NWA, dude, what do you mean NWA's not rock and roll? What do you mean? It's an attitude. It's aggression. It's us versus the establishment, dude. N- NWA embodied all of that. Yeah, I mean, they were a giant middle finger to the man, to like you know, to the power that to powers that be, and so like, blasted the doors wide open for plenty of artists to come behind them. And I think that that sometimes is going to weigh into this. Okay, now 
so just get over the it's a rock and roll hall of fame. No, it's not. And, and let's I mean let's be real about this. Even in the past two months of this show, there was somebody who made the argument Nirvana isn't rock and roll. So it's just like, dude, that's such a moving uh, you know goal line right there of what is and what, what is I can not see, rock. Like, th- th- take a conversation that was on this very program yesterday. I love Queens of the Stone Age. Fantone hates them. You know what I mean? It's like, so like, it's music. It's an opinion thing. So you got to let everybody in. Not everybody that doesn't deserve it, but you got to let every genre of music in, right? And so we'll start here with some people that I don't really know, because they always do those. They always go like way back and throw in some people. Sister Rosetta Tharp, I don't know who that is. Um, I'm surprised you don't know who she is. Um, Really widely considered like one of the founders of rock and roll music, the first person to... Am I just not remembering her? Is that what this is? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm sitting around listening to Sister Rosetta on a, on a regular basis here. <laughs> I'm not of the mood setup. But she was the first person to use like heavy distortion on an electric guitar. Um, and I mean, this is like in the 1930s, 1940s. I mean, she was a black woman going up and singing like rock songs. Like the audacity of that. Like the like the yeah. People will not have the perspective of that of, right. of what the history was and what the time is. So you're right. That alone, like that's trailblazing stuff. And so you put her in. And, 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 Inventor of rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, Little Richard, Elvis, like all Ugh. those early, early rock stars who who get the credit of of hey, we're the ones who made this what it is. They all were hugely influenced by her. Like Little Richard couldn't speak highly enough of her and how many things he picked up from her and like you know the the stylings and the attitude and the charisma of it all. So, yeah, you're not doing anything to help my argument with her. I absolutely Little Richard is probably my least favorite artist of all time. Okay, I hate. Little Richard. Okay. Like, is he still alive? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I, I would know. fight Little Richard. Jeez. Like, I <laughs> honestly, like, like I, no, I want, dude, get Dana White on the horn. Let's make that happen. <laughs> another artist going back in the bag here, Nina Simone is another one. And again, I probably know her, don't remember her, but she's also into the rock hall now. You'll know this song for sure. I watched a documentary on her on Netflix and, um, just a really talented vocalist. I mean, what do I want to say here? Um, you can make the argument of, well, is it rock and roll? But she has the talent more than enough. The voice was there. The music was there. Oh, I know this song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm being told from Twitter, soccer's also called football, so should soccer players be in the Football Hall of Fame? Uh, you're arguing different semantics there. Those are There are different sports, and yes, I understand that there are different genres of music, but it is a music hall and they are going to look at rock and roll from the mentality not necessarily the it's just about guitar playing I, I just I just know that's the way it's going to be I this is what I'm always saying I don't really care about the should because the rock hall is not going to change it this is the way it is this is the way it's going to be and so like I, I, I don't want to get hung up in the it should be Iron Maiden Judas Priest only dude other than that Maybe slam that door shut because no one's ever going to go dude that's the way it is next up on the list a band that was huge when I was a kid and primarily over one hit in its dire straits. They were so big, that song was everywhere. And as a matter of fact, I remember this song will always be a moment in time where culture kind of shifted for me. And it's this is one of the first times that I remember radio stations, broadcast outlets self-editing a song that was that had something in it that was not technically under the FCC regulation as actionable, which is, and we no longer run the version. 
But the original version of the song, that little faggot playing his guitar on MTV. And I remember radio companies were like, dude, we got to get out ahead of that, and we're not doing that. I'm surprised back in the day. I mean, this was probably in the middle of the AIDS epidemic, so it's like, I'm surprised people weren't like, yeah, dude, play it loud. No, this was late. It wasn't when the song was like all okay. in the radio. Okay. It was years back when, okay. it, when they go back. Radio station ad songs back in. It's what we call in the business. They're called recurrents, which were songs that were hot for a while. They cool off, and then you bring them back because they are hits. They're called recurrents, and that's kind of... What, what happened with that song, and then they started to edit it, and I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, we're, we're going to do that now. They had some pretty other decent jams. I mean, like... Brothers in Arms was a great song. You know, Sultan's of Swing was a big hit. That Walk, was a big hit. Walk of Life was a big hit. Yeah, that was a big hit. I can't believe, though, Money for Nothing, I can't believe a rapper hasn't redone this, dude. It seems so obvious to me, dude. Money for Nothing, Chicks for Free. All that 80s stuff is uh, all yeah, back right now. Dude, I, dude if, I, if I were a rapper, this would, be, this would be my remix right now. Oh, dude, if I was 2 chains. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, let's just have a moment of silence me thinking about being 2 chains for a minute. That, 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 that life sounds better. Next up is a band that, honestly, I absolutely love. I would have sailed them through, which is the Cars. They are so good. To me, this is very reminiscent of Tom Petty music, where it's just feel good, don't bore us, get to the chorus, and it's just hooky and production-filled, because I know music producers nowadays are, are like the enemy. But listen to how slick and well-produced this is. Which is why, guys, it's good. Um, he had such a cool voice, too. Like, and It was in, a, in a, an era of music where a lot of people were doing... He ex- sang everything but the one song, right? Like I, I know that's the one song you didn't. I know I I, for, I always forget, but there's one song and it's one of the their hits where Rick Ocasek didn't sing it. The the guy who wrote it in the band actually sang it. Nobody knows because they I guess they sound so much alike. So so many artists at this time were doing experimental stuff, coming out with different sounds, but, synths, and but, all that. right. But the cars still sounded very distinct, very different, very you know special when you heard them. You notice they don't get tagged with that. Eighties was a terrible musical decade. Which, by the way, the 80s might have been one of the best musical decades we've ever had. It was the fashion you didn't like. When you really start to think about the the albums that came out across all genres in the 80s, saying the 80s was a terrible music decade is a wildly ridiculous, uneducated opinion on that decade. I mean, it's just crazy. I always point back to this. Pretty Hate Machine came out in 1989. Keep telling me how the 80s weren't any good. Next up on the list is the Moody Blues getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm not the biggest fan, but I can recognize their ability, their talent. They were big in their era. The songs are good. They hold up. They stand the test of time. You got to put them in. Like, this is a big record. Now, you may not go listen to it on your iPod, but think about how many movies that this song has perfectly framed a scene for you. Yeah, this is a, this is a very soundtracky song, though. The only thing I'm going to say is... I mean, do the Moody Blues have the catalog? I'm not familiar enough to say yes or no there. I don't know if I know any songs other than this one, though. I, you know, I don't have the track list in front of me, and I'm drawing a blank on them right now. You're making a solid point, but I'm willing to bet if I looked over the track list, I'd be like, dude, that was a big hit. That's a big hit. That's a big hit. I just don't have it in front of me. And hits alone aren't what makes you rock and roll worthy, but, like, it should be a part of the equation there. I would agree. And here's the big one. And everybody knew they were going to sail. And they should. And I don't care what your opinion on the band is. That's pussy rock and roll, dude. I don't care what your opinion is. They were a monstrous band. Huge. Would sell out any venue here today. And that's Bon Jovi. Shout to the heart. Hey. 
There is no way, if you weren't there, there is no way to explain to you how big of a record Slippery When Wet was. There's no way to describe to you. That was, I remember, I think I was in fifth grade, and I'll never forget, I was madly in love with Wendy Willis. I'll never forget it. And every morning on the bus, I would listen to this record the whole way to school and just sit there and stare at her on the bus go, one day, man, one day I'm going to make that girl my wife. One day, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give her a candy ring and we're going to get married. Wendy, where you at, girl? Probably OD'd or something. Stop terrible. it. Stop it. But this record was massive when it came out. I mean, it was, and people don't have, if you weren't alive before streaming and when you had to like listen to the radio for a song to come on to tape it and all that, you don't understand how special this stuff was. Everything's at your fingertips now. We, we lose appreciation of it. I know. I'm your grandfather and I'm yelling at you, but I'm right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was there, man. But like that record was massive. They were a huge hit band. And I, I, did I would have put Bon Jovi? They're a first ballot Hall of Fame band for me. Decades of success, too. I mean, Slippery When Wet, all the way up into this crap. Who says you can't go home? And I know, like, I don't care about this song, but this was a smash hit Big record. hit record. A smash hit record. Big hit record. Now, here's the thing. Let's play this game. Because you and I are the same here. Right. Don't like this song at all, right? Right. But if it's on in a bar, you know all the words to it. Yeah. You see I, what I'm saying? Big record. Big record. Now, I'll give you a couple of the names who were like up for you know consideration who did not make it that I feel like should make it. And I feel like Phantom's going to agree with this one because you lived up there for a while, so I'm sure you got the appreciation of the MC5, the Motor City oh, yeah. 5 out oh, of yeah. Detroit. That band was... So, like If you're a Motley Crue fan and you've never heard the MC5, go listen to the MC5. That's where Nikki Six got it all. That's where he stole it all from. That 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 they really are such an influential band that they're your ba- your favorite band's favorite band. It's not about their hits, it's about their influence. Exactly. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine was also up for consideration and that's a band I would put in. 100%, but I understand why they're not first You got to stretch it out. And you give them a little bit of time, but Rage there's no question they belong in. Depeche Mode is another band who was up for consideration yeah. I would put in. LL yeah. Cool J is a rapper I think deserves yeah. to get in. Shaka Khan will probably get in. And uh, Jay Giles band, to me, they're a little, they were great, and I really liked them, but a little too one-hit wonder-ish. Um, I, I know they had a couple of other B-hits, but for me, it's uh, there's, uh, the, the catalog might not totally be there for Jay Giles, even though I think they were really good. And Judas Priest is a band that was up for consideration that I would sail through and put in tomorrow. Um, that's a pretty strong didn't-make-it class. It is. And I feel like this is a pretty weak class. I mean, don't get me wrong, Bon Jovi, huge. Um, I'm a fan of the cars. Um, but everything else on this list doesn't necessarily feel like BAM okay. to me. Let me give you an idea, and this is a pure guess. A, just a reaction from what was just said by Matt Fantone. No science put into it. No research done into it whatsoever. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show. <laughs> Could I make the argument that if I look back, we're going to find out that in odd years they do this and even years they bring it home? Because, again, like next year's 2018, yeah. and maybe you may see get big names get in. Maybe that's overthinking it. But I think you're going to have bigger years and less big years. And maybe it's about who they could get to do the performances. Maybe. maybe it's about there's a lot of things that go into it. And maybe they felt like yo Bon Jovi is a big enough crown jewel where like we it can, overshadows everything else. Right, we can kind of you know don't have them overshadow Judas Priest right. and and Rage Against the Machine. Right. People are always bitching at us about who we put in and who we don't. So you know there you go. The Rock Mother Better Roses coming up next. I think they got it right. <laughs>
I really do. But again, it's because I don't hold the... Again, Alan Freed wasn't talking about Disturbed and Godsmack, guys. He wasn't. <laughs> it's a rock and roll hall of fame! No, it's not. No, it's not. We do have Kid Rock tickets. Yeah, we do. You're going to get those. And also, Fantone's going to go off about, go. about the next opportunity Canton has at its feet, and he doesn't like it. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're online at WRQK.com. And we have Kid Rock tickets for you. We'll pass those out here momentarily. He's playing February 24th, I believe, at the queue. Oh, yeah, baby. Get you in. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need. So I saw this story yesterday at cantonrep.com, and I like the repository. I, uh, I try to read it as much as I can, whether it be the hard copy or their online edition, because it's the paper uh, of record for the city, and I like you know staying at least a little bit up to date of what's happening in what I will now call my city and my home. And, and the fact that Canton has a reputable news organization is, is something to be celebrated. Paper. Still has a newspaper, yeah. right? That's to be celebrated. I know Maslin has their own paper and Alliance has their own paper. So, like, there is a little bit of, like, dude, at least that stuff still exists here. Who's teaching people in Alliance how to read the paper? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, guys. Take it easy. You're both great, everyone. It's fine. Don't be so PC, right? <laughs> Give me a, just give me a little grief. Because my buddy Dustin's always like, dude, quit busting on Canton South. Because <laughs> he, lives, he lives there. But so, giving it to the line, sir. So I read this, and I've lived in a city who has this. Okay. And so I understand there are benefits to this. Okay. But I can't lie. When I read this, I was like, Phantom's going to lose his mind. Okay. And essentially what they're doing is they're trying to link downtown to the Hall of Fame village here in Canton, Ohio. Very important thing to do as we look to the future of Canton, Ohio, incorporating the city and the Hall of Fame is, is of the utmost importance. It truly is. And what we want to happen is people go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They come into town for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but they end up coming to downtown and spending money at our restaurants and spending money at okay. our hotels and doing those things so that is staying at the mckinley grand would help go to the Canton brewery go to george's go to buzzman you know eat at luca do this stuff and, and, and downtown is an important part of any city but canton in particular by the so, way so eat like, at luca it's and so, so so I, I i support that concept it's pretty good right i maintain that there are that, that downtown still needs to do a little bit of growing before this will totally happen right and i think everybody knows that i'm not knocking it i'm just saying you know kind of giving you the elephant in the room yeah be realistic about things you kind of have to okay so the way they're going to try to link this these two places together these two sections of the city together are by cable car and not like san francisco like you know like rail car like they want to do right. suspension like cable cars in the air that will take you from the hall of fame village the johnson controls hall of fame village they they spent a lot of money. Let's make sure they get their names yeah, out there. Get it out there. Right? And it'll take you back and forth to downtown. They're saying now they're thinking that the rides will be around two fifty one way. So about two dollars okay. and fifty cents. You don't like this idea. I do not. And so I guess I want to know why you don't like the idea. What 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 are we really serving here? Like what is the purpose of this? Is the inconvenience of driving from the Hall of Fame to downtown? Is I mean, is that what they're You're trying make- to get around? Okay. I agree with you that it's not all that inconvenient, but you're looking at that through the filter of a guy who understands Canton, knows Canton, knows how to get everywhere. If I told you, hey, you can stay at the hotel right here 
Hall of Fame Village. We'll put you in this cable car. You go right downtown. You can search everything downtown, and then you know exactly where to go to get right back here. You don't have to worry about traffic. You don't have to worry about speeding tickets. You don't have to worry about exits and where do I get off? Where do I park? What do I do? Where do I go? Where's safe? Where's not? And like it kind of takes you back and forth. I don't necessarily know that this is a terrible idea. What's the cost of this? Well, that will be where interesting. Does this, where does this money come from? Well, I, my guess is going to be that we're going to pay for it. Well, and I mean, that being the case, I mean, you just have to look at this from like... And, and, I mean, we already... Uh, dude, state dollars already paid for a $250,000 study to determine the best route for visitors to use. Which, you know, I mean, is, the answer's Fulton, but like, <laughs> but, but like, I get that, and I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you the know... The answer is Fulton, isn't it? I, I'm, not trying yeah. to, I'm not trying to discredit, like, the concept there, but it's going to be the execution of that plan, and let's be real, too, if you're going to put in this, like, gondolas of, 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 of you know, traveling people through yeah, that's the what sky they keep calling them. what what are you looking down on like what are you as you are going up into these things and you're looking down on fulton essentially you're looking down on urban blight you're looking down on like the well, are they gonna be glass bottomed well you're still looking out the windows you're gonna be able to see out there all right that's fair the last time i was in one of these was actually at a place in northern california and it was called the treetops of mystery and then we took my we took my niece, sure. and it's awesome because right. it, it's just through a forest, right? And, and it, like redwoods like, and all, sorts yeah, of redwood stuff. trees, and it looked awesome. You're right, though. When I'm looking down on Shorb, am right. I going to be like, what the hell what am I, I doing in this down thing here for? Okay, you're going through there, the neighborhood. You're too. not wrong. Is that a good enough reason not to do it? Um, if you're not if, wrong, if, if if ten dollars comes out of the public fund from this, yes, that is a reason to not do it. Now, if this is all grant money and somebody wants to come waste their money here, I don't care. Go ahead and do it. But this all is very reminiscent to the monorail episode of The Simpsons to me. This one hundred percent feels like you know that guy's coming in here and he's doing the music man slide and shuffle and he's coming out here and he's and it's telling you everything's going to be fine. Well, even if it's built, what is what, what is it going to serve? What is the point of it? I, and where's the up? Keep money come from. Well, that's like, the upkeep is what I worry about. All right, Vegas has this. You can do this there, right? right? And but again, it's Vegas. Like, so there's stuff to see. But like, so I worry that the first six months it's awesome, right? And then after that, it kind of dies down. The Hall of Fame weekend's not really, you know, it's only one it's time only a one year. Weekend, right? And so now the rest of the year, these gondolas are just sitting there with gang tags spray painted all over them, and nobody will ride it. Exactly. And I mean, like, that's, I do worry about that. You, you, Excuse me. Sorry. You, you have to be realistic with what's going on here. I'm like, I'm 100 in support of of the idea of of linking the two. That was one of the really important parts of the Canton Comprehensive Plan, which, by the way, was adopted 625. Five days ago has had no action. The, the the hired director has had no movement whatsoever. I, I heard with that. I heard a rumor, and I don't know this, and maybe you will, that that hired director that that was nepotism, and that person was given that job because they're related to, to well, somebody in power. I mean, if you can do it in the uh, at the highest ranks of government, why couldn't you? You're do not going to be able to do it in Ohio, Canton, right? Yeah. Why couldn't you as the mayor of Canton, Ohio? But I mean, dude, we're, 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 we're talking we're talking about like, hey, we had this great idea, this comprehensive plan that was going to right size Canton for the future and was going to do all these things that you know, which does make, need to happen, make neighborhoods better and try to make the lives of people who live here better. We've had zero action on that from the highest branches of government in our city. And now all of a sudden it's like, nope, we're going to do gondolas. That's going to fix it. You know what? We need more luxury apartments downtown. That's going to fix it. Yeah, that's crazy. And, I, uh, and, I, I I wanted this. 
honestly, because I want to ride it 10 times. But I'm not sure it's like the best thing for the city. Like, what it reminds me of is Jog Lake. Remember Jog Lake when you were a kid? Yeah. They had this, yeah. and it was like so much fun to do that. Right. Especially if you had a season pass because of how long it took. So you didn't feel like you were wasting one of your, you know, your one day at Jog Lake. So I rode them all the time. But like, and so it is cool. And as a guy who, like, I live downtown, and sometimes what stops me from going other places is laziness. And like, I don't want to drive. I don't want to deal with Fulton. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with Belden. I don't want to do this. That there's maybe like, maybe I'll use it just to get out of that. Now, take a guy like me. Again, this is this could be my Uber at night, right? Like, I want to go up north and drink, but I don't want to drive because that's against the law. So ah, I'll take a two fifty gondola. But that's taking you to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's not taking yeah, you. Yeah, but up there's going to gonna be restaurants and stuff up there. I mean, right? okay. So once the village gets, you know, once built. the village is built, and well, there's but, no reason to do it before that. Well, and I mean, I guess, I, I guess, really, that's the point of, of of a lot of this to me is like, will this be used by locals, or is this just a hey, you're in town for the Hall of Fame weekend, and and, and if, if if like I said, if this is going to be you know private business that builds this and wants to invest the money, then fine, you guys can do whatever the hell and try you to want recoup to do. your money back just selling tickets well, to the ride. Do whatever the hell you want to do, but if this is anything, anything public funded, I feel like it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not afraid of big, bold ideas. I want I want the leadership in this city to look at the bigger picture, and I want them to think out of the box, but this is not a good idea. It's not. Yeah, like I said, if it, it, you take out me wanting to ride it 10 times... I, I'm not sure this is the best idea for Canton, Ohio, either. We also have Kid Rock tickets. You will get those, and it will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You're going to win your way into the Kid Rock Show here momentarily. It was before the break. We were talking about Canton wanting uh, to adopt this cable car system that will take you via suspension gondola between downtown and the Hall of Fame Village. We've had a couple of people write in their own ideas there, and one guy said, how about a subway system? And, you know, we're going to point out that that's going to be a lot more expensive than um, th- than than doing the cable car company thing. You need a couple of set of, like, poles and a couple of wires and build the gondolas, and, and you're good to go. Like, digging up the city to put a subway system, and again, he responded, he goes, what about above the roads, like in Chicago? It's like, dude, I just... That I don't think is going to be cost effective. It, to get from from, and it's not like it's not like you know the New York City subway. That Chicago's huge. right. Those span the entire city. I mean, if you're just going from one end to another, and it's like, just like back the and south forth. side and north side of Chicago, feel like you're in a different state. Now they should 100 percent focus on making that trip between the Hall of Fame. And uh, downtown as inviting as possible. When this first all get started getting talked about, they were like, "Well, maybe we'll rename team our streets after team names." So like, you can go down Fulton, take Packers Boulevard, right, and there's Buffalo Bills Way, and then you know to drive past Minnesota Vikings and blah blah blah. That's cool. Should they focus on like? It should be like a football, like you know, overwhelming. Like, should there be like you know? Uh, statues and all sorts of crap along the way of course should they clean it up should they make those houses and give incentive to owners of, of, of those houses street, and businesses street signs looking like pylons the right, whole thing I'm right, right. right. all yeah, that but 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 you can't you can't put a cable car system in here my it, buddy pointless my buddy had this suggestion he's like I don't get why they can't just get started to give them the buses and bus people back and forth now what I'm gonna say is and I, that's a great idea cost effective and we could do it the problem is 
is visitors are going to come here. They're going to look at that and go, that's how poor people travel. Team up with Sarda. Now, that's a, the, the, there is something to be celebrated about Sarda here because I feel like a city of Canton size doesn't necessarily have any sort of public transport, let alone something as like good as Sarda. They really they really do add a lot of uh, value to this community, especially people who don't have the ends to, to have their around. own cars, right? right? But uh, make it like a special Sarda bus, like make it like a team bus. You know what I'm saying? Like if it looks like a, if it looks like a street bus, people right. are going to be like, I'm not getting on. But that. if it looks like a football, if it's a pigskin and inside you've got, you know, you've got uh, NFL's highlights playing. You, and stuff you're like right. That. Because people need to leave here going, man, football's all these people got. Care about. It's all they care about. <laughs> That's, I mean that, yeah, it does need to, I've, I've said to Fantone since I got here, like, I can't believe that it's not gold jacket everything here. Right. Gold jacket landscaping, the gold jacket plumbers, the gold. I can't believe it's not Hall of Fame plumbing. Hall of I, dude, it's not ever in any other city that had something like that. You would be it would like Washington D.C. Go to Washington D.C. Everything's linked to what the, to the politics. The cab right. companies are all right. called and stuff like that. It's it, I've been very surprised by that. It um. It, it there's no question that the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame Village is going to play a p- huge part, the biggest part in Canton's future, and we need to wrap our arms around that. Um, but you have to be smart about how you do it, and I'm sure. I, honestly, I mean, considering you know Sarda and what they've done, I'm sure if the Hall of Fame went to them and said, "Hey, we want something specific. We don't want it, you know, just another bus running back and forth." They're going to do it. We they will 100 percent do it. They want they want that money too. So like, I, there's That's there's not a bad idea. there's answers to this. The gondola system, I'm sorry, is not the, the Sarda's on the neighborhoods, guys. You know what the Sarda you know what the Sarda fix reminds me of. In the race to space, America spent millions of dollars for a pen that could write in space. Russia used the pencil. And to me, that is the cable car slash versus bus argument to get people back and forth. I uh, I agree that if you're if you, if it's going to be Sarda, you got to make it special. Yeah, I, I'll agree. It I just can't be a bus. You know, it just can't be like... You know John Q. Public on there, but it's got to be it's it's, it's got to be something other than this 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 crap idea of a gondola system. We were talking about the gondola system, and it it, made, it reminded me of a trip I took once in Northern California to the to the trees of mystery. And Fantone was saying like, dude, if you're taking a cable car in Canton, what are you looking at, Shorb? Like, and at least like this like the trees of mystery tour, that's what you're doing is you're looking at the redwood right. forest and like there's something all reason to do that. And you can drive there's a big like tree that they hollow out and you drive your car through it and that whole thing. And uh, but if you have never seen that, I found a video of it so you can have a frame of reference what I'm talking about. It's online for you right now at WRQK.com. Let's say you need to see Kid Rock. We'll take caller 17 right now, 1-800-243-7625. You're off to Kid Rock and more Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Good morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kid's Rock Station. Rock 106969. Welcome back to uh, the Sandsbury Show on Rock yeah. 106.9, online at WRQK.com. I forgot what my name was what? there for a minute. What show is this? Joining us now on the program is a good buddy of ours and Cavs hype man, Ahmed Crump. Ahmed, dude, it's good to talk to you again, buddy. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? It's so good to talk to you. And, dude, I, um, I'm not jealous of a lot of people. But when I sit and think about, <laughs> and I could never do your job. Like, I would not be good at that. I, I, I don't think I would be good at that job. But when I sit and think about what you get to do on a nightly basis or semi-nightly basis. It's really 
it's really something special. Like, I feel like LeBron James has been so good and so dominant for so long that he gets knocked for, like, great games that would be a great game for anybody else, and it's average for him. And so my point on that is you've got a front-row seat for what is widely considered to be the second-best basketball player of all time, and you get to see it, like, routinely – and not only that, but they put money in your pocket to do it. It's like you get paid to watch. Honestly, like this is time. This is forever in time stuff you're getting to see every night. Dude, this is something that you know I never take. I never take for granted. You, you know, watching LeBron in high school. You know, I knew he would be. I knew he would be great. Right. But to the to, to the level that he's playing now, it's like you know, it's uh, truly a blessing to watch him do what he does night in, night out. Like, you know, I've been watching basketball for years. So, you know, I got a chance to, you know, watch on TV, you know, the Magic Johnsons. And I used to watch on TV the Michael Jordans and the Dr. J's of the world. But just to have somebody in our own city, in our own state, you know, and on the level that he's actually performing and considered as one of the greatest basketball players to ever, to ever play, it's really amazing to watch. Yeah, I, uh, I would imagine. So your answer for my next question will not be LeBron James. Give me the Cavs player you could beat one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> the Cavs I could beat one-on-one. Dude, ah, tell nobody, me, dude, you man, can take no. JR to the hole, right? I mean, you can take <laughs> JR to the hole. Go on, well, right? You know, I'm, I'm known been, I've been known to knock down a couple of jump shots in, 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 in my day. Okay. I would have a shootout with anybody except Kyle Korver. <laughs> I will I will shoot against anybody All on right. the team. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold you to that, and I want to shoot up between you and Matt Fantone. He's he's been cho- <laughs> he's been chomping at the bit to talk to you all morning. He's a big Cavs fan, uh, uh, dude. He's got some questions for you. Yeah, I mean, and I'm cool. honestly, man, I, uh, I I have so much respect for you now that I have done a year's worth of games with the Canton Charge, kind of in your role. And mm-hmm. one of the things that it really blows me away about the Cavaliers, and and you'll notice this when you watch them on road games, is the in game production it's not just like hey we're gonna roll the basketballs out and let the guys go do it everything is over the top why do you feel like from dan gilbert down throughout the organization why is it such a heavy focus on 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 being there as opposed to just you know watching the game well it's just a new it's a new day and age of basketball you know back in the day you know nobody cared about you know the fire and and girls dancing and you know being having them having a free tp shirt now, it's so much uh, things that can distract you at a game. Like, you know, you got, you got the cell phones and you got the Internet and all this good stuff, whatever. So people, they just come to the games just to get away, just to let their hair down. And we take it upon ourselves as a game presentation team. If we can let people forget whatever is going on in their personal lives, just for a couple hours and just come inside the queue and have a great time, and just forget about everything else. We feel that we've done that we have, we've actually done done our job. So having an owner like Dan Gilbert, who pumps money, you know, heavily, you know, each year into the game ops, because he knows that that's a huge part of the team, he's a huge part of the organization. And you know, and a lot of people may not believe it or not, but the team kind of feeds off of that stuff stuff too. Well, I mean, I would imagine it's what goes into like home court advantages, right? I mean, there's a, there's a yeah. reason why that's the thing. It's not just the friendly audience. It's 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 the entire environment. And well, and you guys help create the friendly audience, I suppose. So yeah, exactly, I, I would imagine that I, I could see that a performance based job, you you know, positive reaffirmation, you know, from somebody in in the building is definitely going to help with that. Um, exactly. So let me put you on the spot. 
Are they going to win the title? The way they're playing now, I believe so. I really do. I mean, I really do. You know, and and, you know, and that monster over in the West Coast and and Golden State, Mm. they are they are definitely tough. But I'm gonna tell you, with the LeBron James that we're seeing now, I mean, you guys know you guys don't know the game. He's in his 15th year, and there's I'm talking. We can go for Michael Jordan. We can go Kareem. We can go anybody in NBA history. Nobody has dominated the NBA in their 15th season well, the way that this guy is doing now. Not only that, Ahmed, but what I find really impressive with LeBron is he's not even a natural point guard by by position, and he might be the best right. point guard in the league. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> he might be the best point guard in the league, right? Putting up, exactly. seven, putting up 17 dimes last night, and I'm glad you, you say oh, that. I'm glad you say my. that, you know, here in this 15th year. Honestly, I've watched the guy his entire career, and, you know, whether it was the St. Vincent, St. Mary's Day, whether it was the Miami Heat days, or whether it was him bringing that championship home, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that, like, he's getting better. And maybe he's lost a step or two when it comes to, you know, his athletic abilities. Maybe he's not as thunderous as he once was. But the guy has gotten better by diversifying his game. I mean, you having that front row seat, what has that been like to watch the progress? It's been it's been very humbling. It's been very great. You know, like I said before, you know, I hear um, – you know, I hear a lot of the, uh, you know, the old school Brown fans, you know, they talk about Jim, Jim Brown a lot. Right. And, you know, and just them getting a chance to see him and how he broke all these records and he retired way, way too early, you know, and I wish I had a chance to see him, you know, just to hear, I hear, I watch a lot of highlights. So years from now, I'll be able to tell my children and my grand and my grandchildren, and I'll be able to tell other kids as well, Hey, you don't remember this guy named LeBron James? <laughs> you know, and uh, they'll be like, oh, and they, and I'm pretty sure that they'll say, you know, somebody that they think they'll be better that will come along with Mike with um with LeBron James, and which it, which it is. Nobody thought somebody can be compared compared to Michael. Nobody thought you know Michael could be compared to Dr. J. You know, so somebody down the road is going to be compared to LeBron James. So just to see this. Up close and personal, it's very it's 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 humbling, and for the rest of the league, it's very scary too because now he's developed a three point jump jump shot, right. you know, and if he's hitting that, it's I mean, I think he's he's averaging like well almost what forty five forty six percent. It's crazy. If he's hitting his three point, if he's hitting those three three pointers. It's going to be difficult for anybody to beat him in the league. I would imagine that is true. We're talking to Ahmed Krupp, hype man for the, uh, you know, for the, uh, for the Cavaliers. Sorry, I can't speak right now. <laughs> I, uh, and it's because I'm nervous to ask you this next question. <laughs> so in your private conversations with LeBron James, has he agreed to retain you even after he buys the Cavaliers? <laughs> <laughs> like, are we locking you up forever? That's what we all really want to know. Hey, I'm here for the long haul. I, you know, I'm born and raised. In Cleveland, Cleveland Heights, um, you know, um, I, I, I'll never see myself doing this for any other team. It would, it would even feel right. Like if I went to another NBA team and did this, it would be considered like uh, it would be considered a job for me because I know I wouldn't believe in the product. You know, I believe in the Cavaliers. You know, I believe in what they got on the floor, um, and I believe that they can win each and every game every time I step I step out there. So. Um, 
No, I'm I'm in this thing for the long haul. I'm glad you bring that point up because that's that's something I've said about the Cavaliers as, since LeBron has come back. Is that anytime Coach rolls the basketballs out and turns the lights on in the gym, LeBron and the boys have a shot. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. I don't care if they're down three one. I don't care. I don't care what the circumstances are. Who's across the court right there? The Cavaliers always have a shot, and I think this year is probably truer than ever before, um, just because of the depth on the bench. And you look at uh, what these guys have been able to do, and a big part of it, and I know last night he uh, he did not play, but a big part of that bench depth is Dwayne Wade, LeBron's best friend. What kind of impact has D. Wade had on the team, and what kind of impact has he had on LeBron's, you know, his kind of psyche and kind of what he's thinking? You know, it was almost like, you know, when, when LeBron went to Miami, you know, D. Wade told him, hey, you gotta, if, you, if we want to be great, you're going to have to take over. And for D. Wade to be such a true professional, and take a back seat the way he the way he did. He did the same thing this year. You know, uh, he came in as he came in as a as a starter, and the team wasn't playing as they thought that they, they should be playing. And he pulled the coach aside, and as being a true professional he is, just to say, hey, bring Jr. in and let me come off the bench. Let me lead these second second guys. They have a guy like that who truly understands that it's not about an ego. Um, you know, you got to do what's best for the best for the team, and uh, he knows the goal at the end of the day is to win the NBA title. And if it takes for him coming off the bench and leading the sec- sec- second unit, that's what he's going to do. And it's real refreshing to have somebody like that on the team that truly believes, you know, uh, that team. It's a team first atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you win. I don't think you win long-term unless everybody kind of buys into that system. We're talking to Ahmed Crump from the Cleveland Cavaliers as we have Cavs night down here this Friday night at the Canton Charge game. Some uh, some Cavs legends will be in the house. I know a couple of the Cavs girls coming down. And that kind of thing. We have some tickets. We're going to pass those out here momentarily. Who do you think, if anyone, Ahmed, is the biggest obstacle in the Eastern Conference for the Cavs this year, if anyone? <sighs> it's a lot of... A lot of tough teams. Um, when healthy, you know, Washington, they, they, they could be tough. Uh, Toronto can be tough. Um, you know, and, and, and those guys, and, I mean, and these teams, you know, Detroit was on a the rise. They're kind of uh, going through a small, a small slippage now. But at the end of the day, just in the Eastern, Eastern Conference, you know, as great as these teams have been, you know, or great as they can, can be, it's just hard to imagine you know, you got a seven-game series, and you have to go out there and beat number twenty-three four times out of out of seven. You know, I just, I that's, I think that task is just so daunting. And people can say that, oh yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to do this. I'll, I'll be able to compete against anybody. But when the money is on is on the line, you know, and you got that monster staring staring at you, it's like, you know, you know, what are you going to do? And uh, I just don't see anybody in the East defeating the Cavs I can, in a seven-game series. I can only imagine, you know, and I'm so glad you did not bring up Boston, but I can only imagine the fear going through Kyrie's eyes when he looks across the court. Knowing in a LeBron the series, way you do. Angry LeBron. Right. Angry LeBron. Exactly. Shooting 45% from the three-point line and playing back to the basket. You, dude, there's nobody in the Eastern Conference. They don't want none, dude. They don't. I, exactly. I will, exactly. I will always point back to when the Cavs beat the Raptors. 
in that playoff series, and Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. embraced LeBron and said, you're a bad man. Go win it all. And that's another NBA all-star athlete telling LeBron James, dude, you're on another level, dude. <laughs> go, get, go get the whole thing. I mean, that's, I mean, there's no bigger sign of respect than that. When you beat a guy, you, his, you know what I mean, and he tells you, dude, yeah, go exactly. win it, that is a huge <laughs> sign of respect. That's Ahmed Crump, hype man for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dude, you're always so much fun to talk to. Anytime you want to do the program, just let us know. We'd be happy to have you again. I'm with you, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, man. We'll talk to you next time. We'll pass out those charge tickets for Cavs night. That'll be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Stans right here for the Wakeham Auto family. Wake- Rock 106.9. Hold on. I'm owning somebody on Facebook right now. <laughs> All right. There it is. I'm, I'm, I'm owning somebody. The angry typing of Dan Stansberry. Oh, yeah. No, I'm owning this. I'm owning this punk ass. <laughs> Because he's a dude who just hates everything. Like right. He's pissed about the Rock Hall. Whatever, yeah. man. The Rock Hall's a joke anyway, man. They only put in people who are popular. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to throw stuff in here. Oh, my God. We're going to build the Hall of Fame of people you've never heard of. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sometimes, dude, like I can excuse people because I'm like, man, maybe I didn't think all the way through before I responded, said something either. But I was like, dude, give me the glaring example of somebody who is in the who is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who should not be. Well, I mean, I don't have an example. I just think, you know, when you see the list, it makes you go, hmm. So your argument is that there's people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who shouldn't be, and you answer me with lyrics from the from the CC Music Factory? <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. What are you, queer? Which, by the way, queer means odd. So, you know what I mean? You don't have me in a gotcha moment. That's what that word means. Speaking of gotcha moments, man, I gotta calm down. That dude pissed me off. Sorry, oh. buddy. Don't, uh, don't, let, don't let him bring you down. Don't let him give you a heart attack. That's, that's all I care about. I don't want ah, you. I'm pretty sure it's the carbs. All right. Not necessarily the audience. All right. So, this Keaton kid. Okay. Like the world came to a screeching halt over like the bullying of this kid. Back to Keaton. And I had said the other day on the program, I said, when I saw the video, I was suspicious there was more to this and it felt staged a little bit. Not that the kid wasn't maybe said something to in class or whatever, but I always say, like my dad used to say to me all the time, well, what did you do? What was your end of this? What was your end of this, Daniel? He never just went to the other kid's house and was like, you know what? Your kid said something to my kid. He was like, well, Dan, you're a fat, chubby, sarcastic kid. He's like, so yeah, they got a lot to knock. You're a little heavy. Plus, you don't ever stop running your mouth. People are going to say things to you. What was your end, right? And I said, I think it's possible that maybe what happened is the kid went to school and was maybe repeating things he heard in the house because the reports were he was calling other, like, not other, he was calling African-American kids in the class the N-word. And I said, well, dude, that's not bullying. If you call somebody the N-word and you get punched in the face, that's justice. That, that, that's, not, that's not bullying. That's you saying something stupid and then having something happen. And then his mom, like there was Instagram posts of the Confederate flag and all this stuff. And she's defending it, saying it's Tennessee. It's the South. It's who we are. It's not racism. It's who we are. It's heritage, not hate. You all know the half-ass arguments people get me on that flag. Like I always say, it might be about other things. It might be, but yet every time I sit and talk for 10 minutes with a guy that's got it hanging off the back of his truck, I end up finding out he's exactly what I thought he was. Well, he's telling me he's not that. Now, that may just be the people I know. You might have a sticker on your car. Maybe you're a great dude. I don't know. 
All right. But Fantone found this this morning where apparently Keaton's dad in jail and a known white supremacist. Yes. Yeah, coming from TMZ. Um, and, you know, they they honestly are one of the more reputable news organizations on the face of Anymore. the planet right now. Um, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's currently incarcerated in a Tennessee jail and he has ties to the uh, to the Aryan Brotherhood. Oh, well, that's good. Um, and so I'm sure he I'm sure his kids never heard any negative thing about minorities in their house. Kids name or the dad's name is Sean White, not the snowboarder, just the racist um nice. and not only is he you know in jail for for ties to the aryan brotherhood we got and, some and violent crimes yeah i mean a whole bunch of memes i mean just like any other uh, you know uh, 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 aryan pride memes um holy f i love being white memes geez. um uh tattoos saying purebred and white pride on his stomach and 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 he's associated with the crazy white boy purebred gang. huh yeah purebred huh yeah. cool let's sign you up for ancestry.com and find out purebred like, my dad used to say to me all the time, Daniel, half your relatives are from Italy. Only 200 miles only two hundred miles of water between Africa and Italy. You're telling me people didn't just, like, get down with one another over some of them, over some of those, you know, shipments of goods? Of course they did. I, 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 I 100% feel like, yes, it is very possible that, you know, Keaton might have made his own bed and had to de- deal with laying in it. I'm convinced that's um, what happened. But the thing is, is just because your parents are racist pieces of crap doesn't necessarily mean that you deserve to be bullied. I would agree with that. You know what I mean? I agree with that. And like, I, I'm not trying to stand up for, uh, I don't know, this situation, but it's just, this doesn't prove his mom having a Confederate flag and his dad being a white supremacist. Does not. It does not prove that he did something wrong does in not. this situation. It does not prove that. But I believe it can lend, when, I believe that if you tell me the kid's dad is in jail for ties to the Aryan Brotherhood, his dad kind of speaks this kind of rhetoric, the mom's pro-Confederate flag and all this stuff, that I believe that that can allow me to believe the reports that I heard, which was he was calling African American kids the N-word. I believe that, that yeah. that's not a crazy leap. I don't know that it happened. I think I can safely say, all right, maybe that did happen then. Right? Not a stretch. I mean, and it's not. I pointed this out earlier while talking about this story that happened here at McKinley High, where this kid got slammed to the ground by a teacher. If you haven't seen it, the video's online, facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. You can see it. And everybody's telling me, you don't know what was happening five minutes before that video was taken. Okay, now, what did I say? You didn't know what was happening five minutes before that video of Keaton happened either. But the world came to a screeching halt so you could virtue signal online and tell everybody what a nice person you are. And now everybody's trying to backpedal off of it because you don't want to be standing next to a bigot's son. You know I'm right about this. Here's the other thing I'm going to tell you about the McKinley student. Right, And everybody online keeps skipping this. And everybody keeps telling me the same thing. Parents don't teach their kids respect. And I would agree with you. They don't do that as well as they used to. Although I had great Mm. parents, I was disrespectful as a kid, Mm. and I grew into a respectful person because ultimately you turn into who your parents were. You don't start out as who they are. Right? There we go. Also, this point is like, you don't know what the kid's history was. And maybe he did this. And maybe. A lot of maybes in that sentence. A lot of. You don't know either. And what I'm going to say is this, is that when the hand is placed on his arm, when the educator places his hand on his arm, the kid yanks his arm away, and there's three teachers there, and only one of them pummels the kid and takes him down to the ground. And it was the teacher who put his arm on the kid. So what happened there? 
If there was so much negative history that went into this and previous and this, all this stuff, why did the other two teachers didn't view him as a threat? And then the other two teachers are closer to him and don't do anything. It's the guy who felt disrespected because the student yanked his arm away from me and I'm going to use the power that I have over you and I'm going to slam you down to the ground. If there was this big buildup, first of all, the entire situation would have already been moved to like an administrator's office, or we would have seen the video or evidence of something that's happened prior to this incident. Now, if it comes out later this day, later today, tomorrow, we're on the air, I will obviously bring that into it. New information will change my mind. But I'm telling you, I'm disturbed by how much I'm seeing, well, the kid had it coming. Really? Okay, well, let me tell you this. I'm going to be in Walmart today on Tusk, and I'm bodying your kid in the goddamn hallway there because he deserved it because you didn't teach him respect to get out of my way. Are you going to let me just knock your kid down to the ground? Of course not. You're going to call the cops and have me arrested because you want to protect your children. Look at this kid through the filter that it might be your kid tomorrow because it might be your kid tomorrow. We'll have Cavs night tickets for the charge game for this Friday. And you'll get them next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You guys, Stansberry here for North Kenton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in the... 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing this... Uh, this program live on remote from uh, an emergency room because apparently, dude, I'm <laughs> just apparently I'm just gonna die. People are worried about me. Like, dude, I agree with you. You're you're the voice of reason for this community, but dude, you gotta calm down before you die. I'm sorry, man. I got a little worked up. People tell me people don't deserve to be in the Rock and Roll, you know, Hall of Fame, and then give me CNC Music Factory lyrics as reasons why. It's like Jesus. What am I doing right now? Oh, I, I am. Buddy, do you have a do you have that Christmas bar tonight? I do not have that Christmas they bar. They are tonight. open tonight. They though. of course are open tonight. Um, but I will be working once again tonight. Uh, out there on the uh, on the floor for the Canton Charge, baby, dude. We uh, we got a game tonight, man. Oh, nice. Facing off with the Grand Rapid Drive. Tickets still available. CantonCharge.com. Um, if you can't make it tonight, it will be streamed live on Facebook.com. And I, I just found out that uh, Twitch will be the new official streaming platform of the NBA G League. So that's exciting. That starts on Friday, which is Cavs Night in Canton. That's kind of cool. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. I think I'm going to start a Twitch channel. Okay. The primarily, and, uh, and people are doing all kinds of stuff with it now, but primarily it was the platform, or initially gamers were using to stream video games. So I was hanging out with our buddy last night. Okay. And uh, we have a mutual friend, and his kids <laughs> wanted to ask me some questions about video games, and I felt so stupid. Like, and Jeez, I was like, dude, dude a twelve-year-old is now talking to me about the things that we <laughs> both do, right? And so I was asking him some questions about the Twitch channels, and like, he's like, yeah, he's like, primarily that's what I do is I, I'll watch other people online. And I said to him, I was like, well, what, why? Like, is it, are you looking for people who are better at it than you because you're trying to figure out how to do it? Or, or do you, would you rather see people who are not as good as you because you, you like watching people be bad at it? Or is it what they're talking about? And he was like, a little bit of all those things. And I thought to myself, I was like, I'm probably missing an opportunity here for another outlet for exposure that I, of something that I do enough that I should probably be doing. I think it's hilarious how people want to crap on kids nowadays because they watch people play video games and it's like, pff, what are you doing? You watching somebody play a game that you could be out there playing Go right now? Go watch a movie from the 80s or well, Stranger Things. There's 15 well, people standing behind a kid playing Donkey I mean, Kong watching it. I mean, but like, 
don't we do that every Sunday with NFL? Don't we do that every sporting event? <laughs> playing, watching, too. watching somebody play a game that you could be playing yourself. You could go out there and play basketball. You know but what? You watch LeBron. That's interesting. <laughs> we didn't get into this this morning, but there there was a story that came out that said there's there's a couple like predictors of like midlife crisis. Okay. And one of them is if you're sitting there watch or if you're sitting there playing sports on Sunday versus. Watching them, you're yeah. realizing you're getting to the end of your life and you're starting to freak out. Oh. That you're like, oh, no, 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 I can't watch football anymore. I'm going to go throw the ball around. Oh. It's because you're trying to recapture, like, dude, let me get this in before I die. Oh, but glory days right there. Yeah. Maybe you uh, maybe think maybe that's why a little bit of the, uh, the, the golf? golf game has sure. happened for you? For sure. It's okay. why I always say about athletes who were in real <laughs> real sports and then, and then <laughs> take up golf when they're done. It's because it's really, really hard. It's competition. They can kind of do it alone and they're rich and they can kind of be by themselves. But yes, it's because it's a competition thing that you don't necessarily need hops for not necessarily you don't need hops at all you know what i mean and so like yeah i do think that there's something with that and the, the fact that it's a game-based sport-based and uh you know it's competition what do you uh what do you got going on tonight what's the story with stansbury Dude, sadly man i got nothing today nothing? like I, I'm, I'm gonna relax today nothing and tomorrow nada? because i did i'm working friday and saturday night i don't get a weekend this weekend so i'm just kind of like gonna ease her in and i, I you know as we're talking about video games i want to point this out to okay. ladies because this happened in my house yesterday. Broads. All right. And, uh, and, and I posted this on Facebook. And I actually really liked how many women were like, yeah, dude, you kind of busted us. Right? Like, you kind of got us. So I was sitting there, and I had a guest over yesterday. And she was in the apartment for a long time. We were hanging out, and blah, blah, blah. And so she comes out from, from the bedroom and, like, walks through the apartment and walks into the living room and says to me, oh, my God. Are you seriously still playing that stupid Star Wars game on your stupid Xbox? And my response was, you literally never looked away from Candy Crush while asking me that bitchy question. Why is it? Because even, it's not even just women. Some of my guy friends will be like, you still play video games, you loser? And I'll say, give me your phone. And there'll be Candy Crush or Blade or whatever, all these like, you know, game. I'm like, and dude, I actually had a guy say to me, well, that's not a video game. What? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> but then what the hell is it? Yeah, yeah it's it it's is. called a mobile game. I don't understand that. And like, so honestly, when I said it, she did, she did the girl thing. She did the, she did the female thing. When you start making sense and, and, and the girls realize, oh God, he's bested me. He's won. He's a dude. His swordsman is better. Right? What do they do then? Here's the only response they ever have when you've got them beat. I hate you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, only when I'm making sense do you hate me. You never hate me unless I'm making sense. But that really made me mad. Are you still doing that? You're playing Candy Crush. Dial down the, you know what I mean, the, the looking down your nose at me. We do have charge tickets. It is for this uh, Friday's game, which is Cavs night. You're going to want to go to that. You're going to get hooked up with a bunch of merchandise, all that kind of stuff. We'll send caller 17 right now, 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Miss anything from today, podcast it at WRQK.com. Have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station.